SummerSlam season comes to an end this week here on Kicking Out at Two as we celebrate the 30th anniversary approaching of the 1991 SummerSlam event. I'm your host, Dave Rosenbluth. We're going to watch that show back on Peacock from start to finish with all of you this week. Thank you all so very much for pressing play, subscribing, hitting the download button here on Kicking Out at Two. And joining me to do all of that this week, my good dear friend, my longtime personal close friend, my oldest friend since, you know, forever and a day ago. Uh, he was on the uh, Christmas in July episode of Primetime Wrestling. He made his uh, Kicking Out of Two debut, and he came back to, uh, to, to to join me to watch this show. And I'll explain why in a little bit. Uh, Dean Yolanis, what's up, bud? First of all, Dave, thank you so much for having me here. And it's great to be on Kicking It at Two. Thank you to your listeners for having me as well. Oh, well, I mean, you know, like I said, the... Uh, you know, I'm the one that you know does the format. They just press play and, and hit download. But I mean, you know, if we are going to take a poll and vote as far as uh, co-hosts go, uh, maybe I'll put you in the running. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. But nonetheless, um, I, like I mentioned earlier, um, we're watching this show not only because it's the 30th anniversary, but this is also the very first SummerSlam I ordered on pay-per-view, and this was the very first, I think. Pay-per-view you and I watched live together. Yes, sir. So, um, we're going to talk about our memories as we watch this throughout the course of the two hours and 43 minutes that, uh, that, that that's allotted on, on Peacock. You guys are all going to go to your Peacock. You're going to you know log in, hopefully. You're going to go to the WWE Hub section. And then you're going to search SummerSlam. And it's going to be Season 4. They do it by Seasons. So this is the 1991 installment. It's got the Macho Man Miss Elizabeth Wedding, the match made in heaven, and then the match made in hell with Hulk Hogan, the Ultimate Warrior, taking on the Triangle of Terror with Sid Justice, her Psycho Sid, as the special guest referee. So all kinds of great uh, matches and moments from that show that makes it one of my favorite Summer Slams, not only because of that, but because also, you know, it's the first show that you and I ever watched together. Yes, sir. Um, you know, at my grandparents' house, which we'll elaborate more on that as, uh, as, as time goes on as we're watching this. But, um, yeah, so you're going to find that season four on WWE, Peacock Network, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and, and I'm going to say play. And when you hit, when I hit play, uh, you're, you're going to watch along with us. And from time to time, I will turn the audio up for some, you know, par- promos, funny moments, comments, things like that to kind of get the, the reaction uh, from Dean as well as all of you as well. Uh, um, when I hit play, I'm going to keep the audio on on my end. Um, so you can hear the opening because last time we talked when you were on the show, you talked about how you liked the promotion and the buildup of, of how they promote the product and the yes, brand. Sir. And so I think the opening video segment is, I, I think you're going to dig it. I don't know if you remember it, but I think you're going to dig it as well. So like I said, Peacock, Search SummerSlam, Season 4, 1991, goes 2 hours and 43 minutes. And uh, when I say play, hit play. And you'll be watching with all of us. I'll have the audio up, of course, um, for this moment here. And uh, for, like I said, from time to time, I'll, I'll give you guys a timestamp. In case we have any kind of technical difficulties on our end, we, you know, we'll try and catch up to speed if you're listening back. Um, yeah, so are you ready? Let's do it. All right, man. In three, two, one, hit play. Oh, man, Randy Savage. 
That's a great line. Talk about an open right there. Awesome. Yeah. When nuptials turn to napalm. The nostalgia factor in this is like through the roof. I'm telling you. Amazing. I mean, this is this is why I can't wait to watch this with you here. This is amazing. Yeah. Like I'm having flashbacks to jumping around. We were at his like living room. Yep. <laughs> we were on. Yeah. We looked forward to this. What? For weeks. Uh, it seemed like. Forever. Forever. Yeah, it's not like, like nowadays where like it's, you know. Like 20 years we were looking Every three weeks they do one of these. It was it was a big deal. I mean, Macho Man getting married, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior teaming up. I mean, it was, it, it was quite the event. Quite the happening, as they say. And, of course, here we see Bobby Heenan, Gorilla Monsoon, and Rowdy Rowdy Piper, three-man booth. This is an interesting combination, or trio, I should say, here. Of course, as, we, as we've talked about before, Heenan and... Uh, now let's hear Piper for a minute. Thank you, Match. Trying to appear, thinking on the hookster and his partner, the Ultimate Warrior. We're talking about a match made in hell. We're talking here more turmoil than they got in Russia. You got Slaughter. You got Mustafa. You got Adnoid. That's one brain. Then you got Adnoid. Hogan hates lawyers. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And they got some great one-liners in the show too. If you ever watch this back, like you know, on your own, you, you check out some of the one-liners between Piper and, and and Bobby Heenan throughout the course of this show. It's uh, it, like I said, it's one of my favorite shows. First one we ever watched together. First one I ever ordered, I think. Um, and yeah, we were crawling out of our skin. Couldn't wait for this show. And do you remember too? This was on a Monday night. It wasn't like Sunday night pay-per-views you see nowadays, or now even Saturday oh pay-per-views. God, but this was on a Monday night. This is what SummerSlam used to do Mondays. You remember that? Yeah. Now that you say that, yes, I do. Yeah, that's wild, isn't it? Yes, I do. Monday nights on pay-per-view. Oh, wow. You got the opening match here. Ooh, Texas Tornado. Texas Tornado, Kerry Von Erich. a heck of an opening match. With Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and the British Bulldog taking on the team of the Warlord and Power and Glory managed by the Doctor of Style Slick. So seeing these guys as the first match on the card, wow. Yeah. These guys are like headliners, first match. It's pretty cool. Well, I mean, you, you make an argument, yeah, with, with Steamboat during his time in... I mean, NWA, WCW, Kerry yeah. Von Erich, of course, in world class, and I mean, Davy Boy had potential to be a headliner. What you, happened with that? I mean, yeah, I think I think a lot of things. Get there, or was it the incident I, with uh, the Rujos? No, 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 no. I mean, no, the incident with the Rujos was before this. So I mean, he okay. so it was fine. Yeah, <laughs> he, he was fine. I, I, the narrative has been over the years, you know, his, his personal issues, drug use, injuries. Um, because I felt like he could have. I mean, you look at him. You, I don't know. I just pictured Davy Boy could have been the WWF champion. I think point. he definitely could have gone all the way like that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he was. Paul, I mean, the 
following year at the SummerSlam 92, he would end up having, you know, that classic with Bret Hart in Wembley Stadium. And I think that was the point where they they thought that they could do something with him more than, than, than where he was at. So we got Paul Roma in here, right? Yep, Paul Roma. So he's, I don't know what happened to him. And we got Herc. He's cool. A warlord. Those guys are like, it's a cool gorilla monsoon. Two immovable objects, right? Yeah, Hurricane, Hurricane Warlord for yeah. sure, yeah. Paul Roma. Well, Paul Roma would end up staying in the WWF for a little bit longer in this period. And eventually he would make his way over to WCW and become a member of the Four Horsemen. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Okay. Because that was on on Sunday nights. Uh, 7 o'clock. We watched that many a time together. Which Which show? The TBS show, WCW. Yeah, well, they had a few Sunday shows. Night. Yeah, yeah 7 o'clock it was on. I think it was main event. I don't remember what it was called. Yeah. I remember watching it with you. But yeah, he would end up becoming a four horseman with Flair and uh, Arn Anderson. It's so weird to see Steamboat in like an opening match, man. To me. Yeah. That is like a heck of a card, man. Oh, I mean, starting off the gate here, yeah. This this is Starts strong, start. Warm. Yeah, this, this, this is a fun match overall. Um, I don't think there was really much buildup for this. I think this was just kind of thrown together. But like, people complain now when it comes to 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 wrestling, mm. in the sense that like, oh, they just throw two guys together. There's no story. But you know, this was obviously before the advent of the internet, where everyone needed the the needed to feel like they had an opinion. But do you think that? There are certain situations in wrestling past where they throw two guys together for a match and it was all right that they didn't have a story, that the story maybe would begin from that point forward. I think depending on what time, personally, that I was watching, I just wanted to watch. Yeah. I didn't have an issue. Yep. Right? Yep, same. Obviously, you enjoy it more with the storyline. Yep. The build up. Right? Got to quote that Ricky the Dragon arm drag. Yeah. That's like classic. Great man. drop kick there, too. That is like only Ricky the Dragon Steamboat hits that kind of like that. Yeah. Good Lord. Hurt getting the tag, and he's going to eat an arm drag or hip toss. Oh, there's the arm drag. Oh! Deep arm Patented. drag. From Patented Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Steamboat. Here comes the Texas Tornado. Carrie Von Eric. Oh, man. I remember. He's got cool energy, too, man. When he's in there. Yeah. He's captivating, too. Yeah. Him and Steamboat. Good Lord. That would have been a cool great tag team. This is a great match. Yeah, so far. This is a really great match. Yeah, so far this has been a lot of fun. Um, I think, like you, that, like, when it comes to, you know, wrestling from the past, like, it didn't bother me that, like, they would just throw two guys together because maybe it was a match we'd never seen before and you're like, ooh, you know, or they would advertise it as, like, a bonus match. Like, you felt like you were getting something special, you know? Like, here's a bonus match for you tonight. Like, so-and-so facing so-and-so. But nowadays... There needs to be a story for everything, which there's some truth to that. But at the same time, uh, I think sometimes, you know, if you just kind of throw two guys together and see what see what they're made of, see if there's any kind of chemistry, then you could kind of build off of that. Sure. You know, without having sure. any real backstory behind it. Oh, here's an interesting matchup. Bulldog and Warlord, which they were opponents at uh, WrestleMania 7 earlier that year. Very cool. 
So I would imagine Bobby Heenan's bringing this up on his commentary. He was absolutely magnificent. Oh, yes. And they would carry on the storyline. Yep. The, the commentators. Bo- Bobby, I thought that yeah. was great. I really enjoyed that. Oh, no, they were good at that. They were definitely good at that. Oh, there's that suplex. He couldn't hold oh, them up very Jesus. long. We got, it's oh. Like two serious powerhouses, man. I mean, people, when you talk about the Warlord, people have, in later years, have criticized his style of wrestling. You look at him and they're like, oh yeah, he's just some big jacked up dude that really can't do much of anything. But this version of the Warlord, I remember as a kid with like the half of the mask and and he's got like the shoulder pads and everything. Like he was pretty intimidating looking. Absolutely. And like, I don't know. I feel like I don't know what reasons behind him not furthering up the card, but I feel like he could have been like a a, a good solid big man opponent for like Ultimate Warrior. I think that would have been you know, great. They yeah. wouldn't have been great masterpieces of classic wrestling, but look at him. He's a monster. He's a freak of nature. I'm, well, I mean, you hear stuff about Warrior, too. Yeah. Right? Or you used to. Oh, yeah. We'll talk but, about him later when it comes to his involvement, you know, behind the scenes for this show here. Because um, this is the show where he, he, he was fired from after. But I'll, I'll I'll get into the 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 backstory. We'll get into the match made in hell. Yeah, we will get into the match made in hell with Hogan and Warrior against the Triangle of Terror. You know Paul Roma, a Connecticut native. I did not know that. Yeah, and he runs a wrestling that. school. That's really cool. Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling out of like the New Haven area. Good to know. Yeah, very cool. He actually, it's funny. Um, locally in town. There was a, um, a taco truck, food truck festival yeah. a couple of years ago and nearby. And my wife, Nikki and I, my wife, we decided, oh, let's go. Let's go check it out. Well, um, it wasn't much of a, a festival. It was like the fighter. It was like the fire fest of like, you know, remember, remember that fire fest with the music, with the investor yeah, that yeah, claimed yeah. that yeah. he had all that yeah. money. And it turned yeah. out it was a, it was a fucking joke. Yeah. Well, it was like the fire fest of like taco food truck <laughs> festivals in town. And there were trucks running out of food and things like that it was it was pretty wild and it was not like a real muggy day but okay. we had nothing to do so we figured we'd go so we go we dropped 20 bucks to get in each of us which mm. i thought was a su- supreme sweet. waste of money and we're just walking around and we we literally stumble upon a wrestling ring in the middle of a strawberry field okay that's kind of awesome okay and then we see like a sign with like a curtain that says Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling. And then I remembered, I'm like, oh, this is Paul Roma's school. That's and Paul cool. Roma, and it was, it wasn't the greatest wrestling in the world, I will say that. I mean, it was, you know, a lot of young guys trying to, you know, make a name for themselves. But there was probably about a good 40 or 50 people that were watching. That's cool. um, not really much of a reaction. But uh, Roma was walking around and... He looked solid for his age in terms of the shape he was in, but he also looked very miserable too. Um, like, like, like he didn't want to be there. And I've heard stories that he he wasn't the best promoter. Okay. Or currently, isn't the best promoter to deal with. Um, and he kind of thought he was bigger than he was um, because of his tenure and his time in the Four Horsemen in WCW. But as a kid. I thought Power and Glory were a legit team. 
I thought Power and Glory were awesome, actually. You know? I remember the promotion. I remember everything they were doing. The stuff with the Rockers. I thought they, they were great. Oh, Summer... And 90? SummerSlam 90, 90 when Come they on, took out bro. Shawn Michaels. I was like, ooh, that, like, they're legit. And... I... I just don't know what... I mean, I, I, I don't know what happened. I couldn't tell you. I mean, it's like... Um, so I come from like the fans' perspective. Yep. So it's like as most of us as do, a fan, you know? yeah, yeah. So it's like I think anybody who's doing it is just that's amazing. Number one, but I think um, you know sometimes maybe there's creative differences. Was that when Roma left? I don't WCW? know. Honestly, was I don't. Was what broke up Power and Glory? I don't know. I think I. I... You know what? I'll. I'll Google this right now as we're All watching right. it. All right, I will Google it and see if I get the uh, the proper information um, when it comes to them as a team and why they why they split up. Um, While you're googling, the warlord is doing a number on the dragon. He is. Good lord, he's going up second rope. I think he's going to come down with the elbow. I can't remember. Uh oh. Sitting up at the top. So this, would be the, so this would be the last Watch time that, the, that this team would, would be together on pay-per-view. Uh, power and glory. Um, and On pay-per-view. In their last recorded match together as a team, they lost to the Legion of Doom at the Royal Albert Hall in England. Romo soon left the WWF in 1991 in October um, after. They didn't say... Uh, the reason why he left, but I'm guessing it was maybe a contract. Maybe he was, was he was up for a deep contract. They weren't going to renew it. I don't know. Hercules didn't stay that much longer either. I think he was. I think he was with them till roughly part of '92. I want to say. Um, but yeah, they 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 were a legit team to me, and as a kid. And then looking back, you, you, you watch them now. Oh, this is a nice setup here. One, oh. two, kick out by date by uh, Warlord. Nice little setup by the tornado there. Um, like I said, they attacked the Rockers. I thought they were legit. And then you watch them at WrestleMania Seven, and they lost to the Road Warriors in fifty nine seconds. And so it didn't seem like they were treated as a serious contender or threat. Uh, looking back on it in hindsight. But as a kid, like I said, I thought they were legit. And I Absolutely. think their finisher is one of the most underrated finishers in all of wrestling. Speaking of finishes, here comes the finish to this match here. Steamboat with a beautiful crossbody to Romeo Roma. Two, three. And the winner of this very first match. Crowd he popped huge for this here. Steamboat is probably one of the best ever. Yeah. Just my opinion. Yep. But In terms of what? In ring, in ring of, ability, I thought he was just fantastic. Yeah, I really did. Very believable. He he was like an artist. Yeah, right? if you could watch Monet paint, it'd be like watching Ricky Steamboat. Yeah, paint. you could. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously his arm drags are just legendary, but everything he does, watch watch his crossbody. Oh yeah, look at this. Look at this. Pure art. The look at look at this perfect. man. Yep. Oh, Roma God. caught him perfectly. Look at that. Yeah, one, two. Oh, replay skipped out on the three count. As we see, Mister Perfect and the coach. We gotta play the audio for this. this. History will be made tonight. 
excellence of execution versus perfection. Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect. Well, Bret the Hitman Hart, the Intercontinental Belt says wrestling champion on it. And for you to be a champion, you have to be perfect. You are excellent, but you're not perfect. There's only one Mr. Perfect, and you're looking at him. Coming up, a battle for the Intercontinental title. Let's go back to ringside. Still don't understand the coach character. I didn't get that either. I, I know that behind the scenes, Bobby Heenan had relegated back to just being a commentator. He wasn't going to, um, to manage any longer. And I think he didn't want to travel as much. Uh, so then that's when they kind of slotted the coach in for Mr. Perfect. Um, I guess they tried to bring that sort of athletic presentation to Mr. Perfect, being that he was a consummate athlete. He had a coach in his corner. But I thought Mr. Perfect Bobby Heenan was obviously the, 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 the better duo. Because um, at first he was with the genius. Yeah. yeah. And then he went from genius to Bobby Heenan, and then Bobby Heenan to, uh, to the coach, as we see Stu and Helen. Uh, in attendance for Brett Bobby the Hitman Hart. could have sold the broom. Just my opinion. I've said this before, he and I, will, I, I don't know if I've said this on this podcast, but I will say this to you and to anybody listening out there, okay? When we talk greatest of all time, okay, you get names like Hogan, you get names like Flair, you get Dusty, you get Steve Austin, you get Shawn Michaels, you get all these different names, okay? On everyone's different Mount Rushmore's, Roddy Piper, etc. You get all these names out there, okay? But if Bobby the, I, I watched some older Bobby the Brain Heenan stuff when he wrestled on YouTube. Yeah. If Bobby the Brain Heenan kept up as a wrestler and didn't transition into a manager's role, his in-ring work, his mic work, I'm telling you right now, he'd have been in that argument for greatest of all time as a wrestler. I could see that. Okay. As a wrestler. Okay. All right. He would have probably given Roddy Piper a run for his money in terms of like the top drawing heel in the 80s at the time. Yeah. Maybe even, dare I say, same thing with Flair. Okay. Bobby would have been a tremendous chicken shit heel as a wrestler. I mean, I'm not saying mm. if he furthered along. Imagine the WWF 80s boom when they went, you know, mainstream with, with Bobby, Bobby Heenan as a wrestler and as the foil to like a Hulk Hogan. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, many argue that one of the greatest rivalries of all time is Hogan and the Heenan family because Bobby Heenan just kept throwing guy Absolutely. after guy after guy at Hogan. But it was Bobby Heenan selling that. Yeah. In the interview, putting everything on. On commentary, there. too, as well. He was still, I mean, as a manager, he was still doing the heel role. He didn't need to get into the ring. No, he didn't. He was the ultimate heel. He didn't yeah. need to be. But he had all Just the guys. Just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, he had no. Big John Studd. He had King Kong Bundy. He had, you know, eventually uh, Mr. Wonderful. Then Andre, of course, being the, the most notable one Absolutely. out of them all. Um, as we see, the beginning of this match here. This is probably... This I don't is know, art. This match is art. Yeah. These two are some of the best ever. And this is when Mr. Perfect wasn't even 100%. His back was hurting. Oh, really? This match. Yeah. So this you is, can't this tell was... from that spin that no. he just did to go out the ring. It might be a lot of drugs, too. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> but no. Um, yeah, Mr. Perfect was not 100% going into this match. His back was hurting. And I, this was his last televised match in the WWF right. until, 19, until, I believe, uh, 92. Uh, when he when he was the Macho Man's tag team partner at the Survivor Series in '92, but this would be the, his last televised match, and then he would transition into the role of um, Ric Flair's uh, 
executive consultant. Um, but uh, this is probably, and this is just my memory. I don't know what your thoughts are about this, but I remember when we watched this 30 years ago in my grandparents' living room. Doesn't seem possible. Doesn't seem possible. No, not at all. It seems like a lifetime ago. But I remember this being the first wrestling match since Steamboat and Savage where I was just in awe as a kid. Yeah, absolutely. As a kid where I just, I, 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 the, the, the wrestling aspect of it, bell to bell, I was just like, woo, that's a classic. You know, and this is, you know, Neither. eight-year-old Dave Rosenbluth, nine-year-old Dean Ulanis, you know, watching this. Uh. But this, to me, was like, it, it, it was it was the first, like I said, first match since Steamboat Savage WrestleMania three, where I was just in awe because it was such a great match. And that's where I felt like I was witnessing something special with this match here. What, what are your, what's your take on it? I think it's absolutely special. Seeing these guys in the ring was almost like. Do you remember like the action figures? Right. <laughs> do so, I remember them? You're, you're, right. you're being you're so. I mean, this is like. Them all. So this is like a dream fig like. You're surrounded dream by match, them all. Action figure match come to life. Yep. When you're a kid. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't think there's. These guys like. Uh, probably absolute top of their game. I don't know who would you put them up against now today. In today's I don't wrestling, think somebody today could carry this. These guys are doing something legendary. So, so what two guys My, you think could could emulate something close to, to to perfect and Brett? I think they got their own thing, but I mean, look, well, no, Brett's right. take. It looks like if you're talking about Perfect's back, it looked like on the side headlock that Brett just had on Perfect, he was taking care of Perfect. These guys are taking care of each other, make, yep. putting a good match together. These yeah. guys are dancing together. Yep. They're they in are sync. taking their time. They are rocking this thing. Yep. Um, and they don't need to be flipping around in 20,000 flips nope. and all that. Nothing um, crazy off the top rope. Oh, perfect kick, perfect kick. Oh, I was waiting for the perfect kick. Oh, he's going for the sharpshooter. Is he? The shop? Oh, he's gonna. He's, he's gonna. He's time. gonna. He's gonna step in the middle, wasting his time. Yeah, waste your time, Brack. Just go for it. Oh, right in the midsection. These guys are so good. So good. Yes. There's. I, I remember watching. Um, I mean, this is the first time I'd ever seen Brett and Perfect wrestle each other, but they actually, um, Brett has gone on record uh, to note that he's had some. Way better matches with perfect uh, and non televised events. And I remember watching one. There was a Bret Hart DVD I bought. It was like unreleased hidden gems type of matches. Sure. That like he had chosen. And there was one from like the Maple Leaf Gardens in Toronto where he wrestled perfect in like 89. That was just an absolute banger of a match. They just were, it was just nonstop action. And it was, it was. The closest thing to a flawless match between the two of them. I mean, these guys are pulling. This is pretty damn great. So yeah, I'd have to part my fingers. I would have I'll, to see that too because as much this as you is like. like look rip, at these guys taking the it out the ring, throws him back, ripping in. it, ripping his tights off. He wants to leave. He brings them back in. Okay, like these guys are selling the show, man. Yep, these guys are selling this whole yeah. thing. Oh, is he gonna hit him? No, he's, he's underneath the rope. The rope. That, that was remember that too. If yeah. a guy went underneath the rope, the ref had to yeah. break it. 
Like if you were like in the ring, you go through the middle and the top rope. Yeah. Guy would have to break it. Now, now you don't see that. I mean, we're going to talk about like what we see now as opposed to what we saw back then a lot throughout the duration of this uh, this podcast here as we watch this show, this show back. I mean, nothing against the new guys. The new guys are great too. They're tremendous. Any, anybody who's doing what they what they love and doing it, I mean, all all the respect in the world to them. Like how perfect. But nostalgia is nostalgia. Yeah. Oh, it's tremendous. On the subject of, of, you were talking about the action figures. I remember when you had some of the Hasbros and you had the ring. Yeah. You had kind of grown out of them for whatever reason. You gave some of it. You gave them to me. You gave a few of them to me. So, if I'm not mistaken, Dean, and I'm not saying this because you're here. But I think there's a Mr. Perfect with the yellow tights in there. That was from you. Cool. And I think there's also a Roddy Piper in there as well. I don't remember keeping them all. I remember you had some that I didn't have. Like, you had Dusty Rhodes, and I didn't have Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, Dusty was cool. Dusty with the polka dots. But there's a Mr. Perfect in that case that's, uh, I think, a a Dean Yelanis original. (laughs) (laughs) Or Hasbro. Oh, I know, but you purchased by you man. purchased originally you know, by Dean Yelanis and at, gifted to at Toys R Us to one Dave Rosewood. Yes, you remember that Toys R Us. I do remember that you'd go I to Toys R Us. Toys R Us, man. They had them all over the place. It was wild. Oh. And if you got there too late, like there would only be like a certain amount. There's yeah, there's the ones you had. There's like the ones Bushwhackers had. or Virgil. Or... But like we all had the Bushwhackers. So yeah, you'd see like you know. You can find the Bushwhackers now for like. Ten bucks on eBay, like no, it's it's amazing. Well, they were on the shelf then. Oh yeah. You know, I'm just talking, you know, toy wise. Nice setup there, perfect. Of course, launching it's a Brett nice into the guardrail. He's Mr. Perfect. Yeah, that's right. That's what he does. Yeah, he's perfect. Close to it. He'll tell you himself. Yeah, he will. He had, he has before. Interviews. I mean, they built him up for months and months. Remember the baseball. The baseball, yep, when he hit the home run. Football. Yeah, when he threw the football to himself. Everything he did was perfect. Yeah. He had no problem telling us that. Did did you, do you, there was a story I heard once on uh, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard where. Great show. um, Bruce was producing the Mr. Perfect vignettes with him doing all the, you know, talented, you know, he hits the the, the bullseye for darts Mm. and he shoots the, the free throw and he throws the ball to himself in the football. But. When perfect, and I've seen outtakes of it before, I think, like on the network. Uh, but perfect would try to do all these things when the camera was rolling. It'd be like action, and like he couldn't sink a putt or shoot a free throw <laughs> or do any of that stuff to save his life. But um, Bruce thought of just without telling him, turning on the camera. And he would do all these things. Nice. And then there would be the magic of editing where they would clip the lines in and then he would do the, the free throw with the basketball or he would throw the bullseye with the darts. Very cool. um, But guys have also said too that, um, you know, like he was a very gifted athlete in just about all all sports. Um, this is a cool move. I always like this when he would take the, he would flip over and take the guy. What guys. was that called? I, I don't think there was a name for it. But he would do it, awesome. and I remember, I remember really liking that move when I was a kid. I still like that move. Yeah, it was we're still, still kids right now. We're still yes, yes, yeah. we are right we're, now we're as we're speaking. Kids. We're recording this as, as eight and nine year olds. Um, well, not really. 
Not really, but really. Nostalgia-wise. Nostalgically, yes. Nostalgically, Nostalgically, we are eight and nine years old watching this right now in in my grandparents' living room uh, on 5 Rustic Lane in West Hartford. By the way, don't go to that address. Any of you living there, any of you out there listening to this and and, and hound these people, uh, whoever lives there. I don't even know who lives there now. But, uh, yeah, don't go to that address, please, whatever you do. I'll probably this this will probably get censored. <laughs> You're very detail oriented. I am very detail oriented. I have to be I, in order to explain things, especially since we're doing a watch along. Not everyone watches the shows when I when they listen to the podcast. Oh, uh, I'm very right. grateful of you know those that listen, but um, you know sometimes it's just it it takes a lot of energy to 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 you know listen and watch at the same time. You know. Um, some people do, and that's great, and I appreciate that. And there's other people that you know just want to listen because they're in the car or at the gym or what have you. Uh, I'll be honest with you. There's there's other podcasts that I listen to that do watch along sometimes, and sometimes I don't, you know, do the watch along. I'll just listen to mm. it, you know, and I'll imagine in my head what's going on. Well, that's nice. Oh, there. tangled in the ropes. Tangled in the ropes. That was a and he got down and perfect, oh, <laughs> perfect, just like car, like some like flopped off the road. over, yeah. Look at the athletic. Jesus, look at that. <laughs> oh. look at the ref. Don't mess with the ref. No, don't mess with Earl. Earl Hebner. Oh, he's stepping took up Took shit Earl. from nobody. He was a twin, right? Yep, him and oh, Dave. God. Dave was the first ref, I think. They did that when they did the whole twin referee thing when Hogan lost the belt to Andre on yeah, Saturday night's yeah. main event. How much did the plastic surgery cost, brother? And Hogan loses his mind and he saw double referees. Oh, Jesus. Taking heart time by the hair. Yeah. Flipped them over by the hair. That had to hurt. Ooh. Yes. And we got a shot of Brett's parents looking very concerned about their yes. baby boy. Yes, there. Watch they're, out. Here comes Perfect. I'm kind of like rooting for the heel right now. You are? A little bit. Okay. I got to say. All right. I'm kind of hoping Perfect pulls it out. I don't think he does, but like, no. go Perfect, man. I don't think he does either. No offense to Brad, but good God, sleeper hold. Nice. Oh, that was a nice little transition on. there. All right, who's better? Let's let's like get down to Brad. Okay. Place, all right. Let's do it. Who's better, Perfect or Bret Hart? Because you know what? In I, what regards? I'm just gonna be that guy right now. Just be- overall, I'm gonna be that guy. Okay. All right. All right. You be I, that guy. I say Perfect. You say Perfect is better yeah. than Brett. Absolutely. All right. In what areas? Let's let, let's let's break it down for it. I think his promos were better. I agree. I think his in ring ability. I think is if it's not same par. I think I think Perfect's got him. I do. As I much do. as I know, Brett's your boy. And no, he's not my boy. Actually, I'm not a big know, fan of Brett. I'll be honest okay. with you. I'm not. I've had. I've had. I've had. You, I'll tell you why I'm not a big fan of Brett. Okay? You, you had a little phase of Brett. I, I did kids. for a little bit. You had okay? a little phase. Yes, yes. You I had did. a little phase. Yes, I did. You You're did right. have a phase. Absolutely. Of course. You had a little... cheer the top guy. At the one time, Brett, he was the top guy. You phase. know. He, I'm not. I'm not denying it. I just think that the Bret Hart nowadays that you read about and you hear in interviews, and he's just so damn bitter. I'm never taking away his skill he's... or his ability. And what he contributed to wrestling. I've said this a million times, and I'll tell you this. But I just think that he goes out of his... He's got got serious head trauma issues from all the bumps he's taken over the years. Or or he's just so miserable. Yeah, that one. He did have that one concussion. But he goes out of his way in every single interview to, 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 to criticize somebody else. 
whether it's someone that he worked with or someone that's currently in wrestling, you know, and mainly Hogan, okay? This is where I lost unlimited respect for him. Well, I mean... When Piper died, okay, he had a close relationship with Piper, all right? And when Piper died... Legend. Piper is a legend. Yes. When Piper passed away in 2015... You know, Brett had a close relationship with him, and they interviewed him and to speak about Piper. And I listened to the interview. Okay, I forget what it was—a radio or a podcast—I don't remember. And the interview, the guy who was conducting the interview, talked about the you know asked them a question regarding their close relationship and the match they had at WrestleMania eight, et cetera, et cetera. And this was. I'd say two or three weeks after the 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 audio from the Hulk Hogan sex tape came out, where he dropped the 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 end yeah. the heart with the hard R. Okay. And great, by the way, great little bump there by Perfect. I always liked when he did that when he slid into the post. That um, had to hurt. I'm sure it did. How did he slide into the post and not hurt himself? I know, especially with his fucked up back. But anyhow. So the, the guy asked the question to Brett about, you know, the t- close relationship and the match from WrestleMania 8 and totally unrelated to the question, Brett says, I bet Hulk's happy that Piper is dead now that the heat's off of him for being a racist. And I was like, whoa. I don't understand. Do you that. really have to? He just doesn't like Hogan. He's got Why does he have to say that That's every my point. single time? That's my point. He always goes out of his way to trash guys. He's, I mean, I mean, let's put it this way. Okay? He talks about, in his interviews, how much integrity is he's had over the years in wrestling. But he's no better of a, uh, of a human being than the rest of these guys. You know, he's just as much of a con as everybody else. You know, if you think about it. Because all he cares about is money. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm into the art of the wrestling. And, uh, you know, uh, my father, Stu, trained me in the dungeon. And, uh, you know, I care about the people I work with. And I don't hurt anybody. And, uh, you know, it's it's you know it's about respect and honor. And all. It's like, all right, that's great. But you complain, he complained about the finish in Montreal. Complained that Hogan held him down everywhere he went. Complained that Bischoff didn't give him an opportunity in WCW. You know, all this, all this stuff... And it's like, I'm so, why don't you talk about how happy, the happier times you had in your career. Absolutely. Instead of going out of your way to trash everyone. You know, even, even when he came back in 2010 and, you know, he kind of patched things up with Shawn Michaels. Every now and then he still trashes Shawn in these interviews. And they're supposed to have been patched things up. Brett only came back, in my opinion, because number one, he was becoming irrelevant. Number two, he needed money. And number three, he knew that. By patching things up with Shawn Michaels, it was going to make money for him. Yeah. I mean, that... Well, there I nice. said it. Anyone listening that's a Bret Hart fan, if you have a problem with me, you can you can hate tweet me at kickingout2, K-I-C-K-N-O-U-T in the number two. Or you can drop in my DMs on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash kickingout2, and tell me why you disagree with my opinion of Bret the Hitman Hart currently. Currently, current day Bret Hart, gray haired old man Bret Hart, not excellence of execution that contributed a shitload throughout his course of his wrestling career. See, that's just it. Okay, so you got Bret Hart now, right? He's yep. Not 
excellently executing any of his interviews, right? No. So in the excellence of execution years, I think he was absolutely phenomenal. I think if his attitude was better towards other people that he worked with, yeah, I think he would have still remained like a good legacy and been bigger. But I think that maybe his attitude isn't always in the right spot. I just... I. And he puts himself over a little bit too much. Oh, he does. And he's maybe thinking he's a little, like, you know, a little humbleness from Brett would make Brett bigger. Yeah. If he, but it's kind of too late for him to... Like, when he had cancer, back. I thought, okay, that'll be a slice of humble pie he'll, he'll, he'll gladly bite into. Oh, speaking of humble pie. He's on a diet. Here's the finish. Yep. Cranks back. Ooh, with the bad back. And Bret Hart is your new Intercontinental Champion at SummerSlam 1991. But going back to what I was saying, you know, when he when he came down with cancer, you know, that's terrible. But cancer didn't humble him. He still went back to being the same old, you know, I hate this guy. This guy sucked. This guy held me down. This guy was not a good wrestler. This guy did bad business, etc., etc. He's always finding someone. He's got a Rolodex, okay? It's either Hunter, Sean, Hogan, Bischoff, or Goldberg. Sure. Of, of guys that he trashes. Montreal. Even Vince. You know? That's seven That's Who seven gave him the right opportunity? There. Who put him over? Who put the belt on him? From what I had read, he wasn't drawing a lot. Or but not wrestling read, but wasn't I'd drawing in general. In, in a shoot interview, <clears throat> I had seen he wasn't drawing a lot of money. No. So, I but mean... But wrestling it, wasn't drawing in general Yeah, but is it the either. time? Was it the time? Or was it... I think it was the time. Would you... I mean, I would have mowed lawns to buy a ticket to go see Hogan, right? And yep. I have. Would you mow lawns to go see Bret Hart? Realistically, you're shoveling snow. You're eight or I, nine I, or I, ten. I, I always, I, let me put it to you this way: with the exception of, I Hulk, would, all right, with the exception of Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage, okay. To me, I always, when it came to going to see wrestling, with the exception of Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage. I wanted to go see the show. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Sure. The show. All right? Now, when I was younger and it was, you know, the Hogan era with him and Randy Savage, Macho Man, sure. it was like, oh, I want to see Hulk Hogan. I want to see Macho Man. But sure. then as years went on, it was like, oh, I just want to go see wrestling. Look at the promotion for the Hart family. You got the whole Hart family here. You got one of his brothers. What is Brett complaining about? He's getting a mega push. Because he's he's he, it wasn't Not, good enough. We're in ninety one, man. Yeah. Wrestling. This, is I mean, still... this time this time he wasn't complaining. But I'm talking about in his interviews in later years. He just complained about like Montreal. You know, and he complained about well, Hogan holding him down. And he, speaking of Hogan, this is he goes back though, right? I mean, it's Hulk during Hogan, his time. real American story. Who was bigger than Hogan during the golden age? Nobody. 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 Not a single person. I mean, so, so much so that they gave him a special pay-per-view tribute show to him to himself. You know what I mean? He was that big of a deal during that I mean, era. This October, exclusively on pay-per-view. Yeah, it was probably just like a compilation of like best matches. Of and course, shit like that. but that's okay. But yeah, but I mean, when it comes to Brett, don't deny his contributions. When it comes no, to wrestling. I don't either. I definitely but don't either. He, I, I'm, I'm tired. Great, of hearing, great I'm tired of hearing him too. complain in every interview. I really am. I, I, I've, I've lost a lot of respect for him. Nobody wants to hear people complain all the time. It's just, it, you know what it's I mean? It's bad energy, man. <laughs> yeah, it it's, is. It's awful to be around. Yeah. Right? Something that's not bad energy here. We got the Bushwhackers with Mean Gene Oakland and Andre the Giant. He was on the cr- crutches. Uh, yeah, this was... They uh, were definitely phasing him out. Right? I think they were bringing him back. They were going to bring him back. They were going to try. He passed not too long after this. Ninety-three. 
So it's not too long yeah, after. Yeah, we're talking about a year and some change. A year and a half. The Bushwhackers were cool, though. I like the Bushwhackers. I didn't. No? I thought they were silly. The Bushwhackers. I, I just you used to get really... so ticked off of me when we would play wrestling figures. I wouldn't say Bushwhackers. I would always say Butch instead of Bushwhackers. Really? Like, dude, it's the Bushwhackers. Really? Not I don't the remember butch that. Whackers. I believe it. And I'd be like, it's the Bushwhackers. I believe. Like, no, it's the Bushwhackers. I, be- I believe I said something like that. I'm sure of it. <laughs> Yeah, that was during a time that that, that attack that we you were kind of talking over with earthquake attacking Andre was um, they were trying to bring Andre back to I think for like one last major run and it just didn't really work out uh, for him. But he uh, had the back issues. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean his so his body was done. Took his knee out. And, like, and I think that that was their way of kind of writing him off because they started something that they that sure. they couldn't finish. But he gets paid to be there. He's doing his thing. You got to show respect to the giant. No, yeah, no doubt, no doubt for sure. His younger year matches, he moves really like wow. Yep, for a seven foot what four or five guy. Oh yeah, he was fantastic. Speaking of big guys that move really well, earthquake, typhoon coming down natural the ring, disasters. natural disasters with the mouth. With another of the... great manager, mouth of the sound. Yep, Jimmy Hart. Yeah, one of, one of the best. I dare I say he's on the. All right, so give me your Mount Rushmore of managers. Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. Oh, you can pick four. Four? I'm, I'm, all right. Well, that's Mount Rushmore. It's four. All right. So I'm guessing Bobby Heenan's on there. Oh, that's an automatic. Bobby. Okay. Of so Bobby, Bobby, Bobby's a given. I got to go with Jimmy, too. You like Jimmy? Okay. I got to go with Jimmy. All right. I'm going to throw a surprise off. All right. I'm going to say Slick because I thought it was entertaining. Okay. Slick. I interesting. Like slick. All right. And then, uh, last one. Let's see. Do you need some candidates, some choices? Yeah, you're going to have to give me a couple choices. All right, so J.J. Dillon, no. Jim Cornette, Paulie Dangerously, I'm gonna, Mr. Oh. Fuji. Ooh, okay. Captain Lou. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you only gave me four. Captain Lou. Well, yeah, that's great. what a Mount Rushmore is. It's four. You know what? Captain Lou is great. Classy Freddy Blassie. Sensational Sherry. Oh, actually, well, she's a valet. Uh, okay, let's let's all start. At, no, she was a manager. She managed valet Michaels, manager. Right? Yeah, she managed Savage, Shawn Michaels, awesome. DiBiase. Yeah. She had her thing down too. All right, cool. We're gonna rephrase the question because you're throwing in classy Freddie Blassie. Is this during our like ultimate I'm wrestling about, era or, about, or all time? I'm talking about all time. Oh, I'm talking about all time. All time. Mount Rushmore see. managers. Bobby Heenan won. Bobby Heenan. You like for Slick because sure. he was entertaining. That's two. Slick was entertaining, but I don't know if I'm going to put him on Mount Rushmore. Okay. Though. All right. Because if it's of all time, yep. I don't know if we're going with Slick okay. right now. We're going to, with Fuji. Fuji was pretty solid. Fuji sold, man. Hang on. So we're at Bobby Heenan. So you got Bobby Heenan. Jimmy Hart. You got Jimmy, Jimmy staying. We're keeping those. Keeping Jimmy. Let's see. Uh, Sherry was awesome. She was. I'm gonna put Sherry on that. Okay. All right. That's not that's not an egregious statement. I'm gonna put Sherry on that. All right. Um. Let's see. Should I stay with Slick? You stay with whoever you want. I don't know. Let's see. I could stay with Slick, or we could go. Polly was great. Cornette was great. We got the lady on there. I'm gonna have to either go with Paulie, and he did great work in WCW yep. too. 
Excuse me, ECW. I said WCW. Well, he was a WCW. He was amazing. Manager. WCW. Too, the Dangerous Alliance was but top. Notch. Dangerous Alliance was amazing, and then he put ECW over. Yep. Well, he was. Yeah. Yeah. He owned. Right. And operated ECW at one point. So, yeah, so I would even say. All right, Cornette and Paulie. So. Bobby. With respect to Sherry and Slick, but Bobby. All right, so Bobby, Jimmy, Cornette, Jimmy, and Paulie. Jimmy, Cornette, and Paulie. All right, that's interesting. I kind of like that. I kind of like that. I'm going to go Bobby easily. That's number one. Uh, Jimmy Hart, I would have to go number two. Jim Cornette, I'd have to go number three. And number four. See, number four is tough. Right. I'm going to go J.J. Dillon. JJ, all right. Four Horsemen. All right. I respect that. I'm going to go JJ Dillon. I respect that. Natural Disasters, Bushwhackers going at it here. Bushwhackers don't stand a chance I'm against these two monsters. I'm waiting for Jimmy to get in the ring. I really enjoy it when he does that. The mouth was great, though, man. He was. He was great. And I liked when he used to like... What was that move called? The Battering Ram. The Battering Ram was amazing. By the Bushwhackers. All right, these... Dude, these I don't know if these guys get their just due. I mean, they were the the what the sheep herders, sheep herders in 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 the territory days, NWA and uh, different other uh, territories. They had their thing. They definitely had their. You know what? Rewatching this, I don't know if I gave enough love to the Bushwhackers. I didn't either. I'll give them that. These guys, these guys are are doing a really good job in this match. I'm not a pro wrestler, but I mean this this is looking really nice. They were they earthquake. They're the chemistry's here right now. Surprisingly, yeah, I mean the Bushwhackers play a good, you know, you would comedic, you know, underdog type of, you know, yeah, baby face, and the natural disasters are just the big monsters that you know. They are holding weight, and they are making me think they got a chance against these big behemoths. Yes, they like I'm at okay. You you can actually look at this and say, you know what, these guys might pull it off. With it, when you get that double battering ram. Yeah, like, a couple times at some ooh, point, but, you know. Get you a little hopped up until, oh, oh you missed the There elbow. you go. There you go. They, See, they, at right, nine what year is old, it about? Nine-year-old Dean Yolanis thinks that the Bushwhackers have a chance that, because you, of this. You love that age thing. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm in my early 30s now. Oh, I thought we were being nostalgic here. Oh, we are nostalgic. So right? Yeah. This is a 30-year-old event that we're watching. All right, so I'm, I'm a kid again. You, you just said it earlier in one of the other matches. Yeah. You can't make up your mind? <laughs> Jesus. He's always ball busting. That's, I know. That's, that's I all him. I do. That's why I love him. That's all I do. Break balls. Which is good. You have to. Backbreaker. To kind of keep things interesting in life. Backbreaker by Typhoon. That's right. Typhoon was a... a... While I sit with my favorite, my favorite ball breaker. <laughs> we just experienced the backbreaker. The backbreaker with your ball breaker. Uh, shot to Andre. All right. All right. So clearly we know who the real big man of all time is. You get these two behemoths. You get a, one shot of Andre. Did you like the Natural Disasters as a team? You know, it was you, it was a cool move, but I didn't understand the switch from Tugboat to Typhoon, putting him with the Earthquake. I was like, dude, you're Hogan's friend. Now you're turning your back on him? Like, you suck now. They were pretty impressive looking, but... I thought that was when, like, looking back on you it now, 
Oh, there's Bobby leaving. Uh, so this is all right. So we're, we'll play the audio of this for later. But Bobby leaves because he says he's gonna go to Hulk Hogan's dressing room to address him over the arrival of the real world champion Ric Flair. This is how they got the Ric yeah. Flair story started in WWF, which is which is which is kind of cool. Okay, we'll play the audio for it. It's it's some real fun stuff. But going back to the natural disasters. Great buildup too to Brent Flair because he wasn't in yet, right? No, he wasn't. Ninety two, he came in. No, no, this is no. He came in or late ninety one. Okay. Yeah, he came in late ninety one, because um, he didn't have a contract with uh, WCW when he when he quit. That was how he was able to to, to come in as quickly as he did because I think he was done in like G- late June or early July of this year. Um, but going back to the disasters to kind of finish off my point, looking back in hindsight. And you and I have talked about it before, and I've actually mentioned it on, you know, actually we did a watch along last summer of SummerSlam 1990. Justin and Dennis and myself, we we watched the 1990 SummerSlam, and to me, I'm kind of baffled looking back on it now as how Earthquake wasn't a world title contender, given the storyline he had with Hogan, because the when he took out Hogan on the Brother Love show. I was just like, man, this guy's this big evil monster. I looked at him as like the next big monster in the WWF. Did he need it? Did he need that run? Because when you were with Hogan, you were there. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is that like I feel like he kind of plateaued after that, and that like the team, the team with Typhoon, I don't think was. Didn't he do something with Warrior though, like dark match stuff? I think I think he wrestled Warrior a few times, but I don't think it was. Um, and Warrior was champ then, no, or he wasn't. I don't know. I don't remember. To be honest with you, I don't remember I don't if, remember he, if he had a run with. But I know that like he had a, a a serious run with Hogan, and I thought he could have been a great story, though. reasonable title contender. You know, absolutely. And Ooh, tremors, tremors looking, coming. Looking back on it now, watch out, Butch. I didn't really care for this team of Earthquake and Typhoon. Back, th- back as a kid, they were impressive looking, but I like Earthquake as a single. As we see the finish here, match is over. I Disasters mean, get the win yeah, over yeah. the bu- the whackers. It's cool to see two big guys together, but I, I think both of them could have stood on their own. right? Didn't they turn them against each other? Didn't they have a match... Oh, something like that. I know that they just kind of split them up, like without any real rhyme Ask or reason. Ask your viewers about that. Did they I've, ever? Did they ever wrestle? As talk about an earthquake against each other. Yeah. yeah, right. But I mean, I mean, look, you look at them now; they're pretty impressive looking. But as it's sure. you know, me, I just preferred earthquake as a Uh-oh. single. You're gonna come in, Andre. Oh, LOD's coming down to Uh-oh. save Andre. All right, now it's definitely more believable that LOD is gonna roll through the natural disasters. Yeah. See that looks pretty then impressive the bushwhackers. there. Those shoulder pad spikes are amazing. And I always wondered why no one ever tried to use the shoulder pad spikes against them. You know what I mean? I, As weapons. Absolutely. I, I know that they used it against similar. Dusty Rhodes in the NWA and took his eye out. Do you remember that storyline? I definitely remember that. Okay, where they took Dusty's eye out with it and they tried to turn them bad and it only lasted for a short period of time. Those guys went to every federation and conquered. Yeah, every federation. they did. They were, I mean. Okay, better tag team than LOD. I can't think of one. Yeah. I, I can't think of one. My vote is none. 
they were the best. Better than LOD. They're at the, I mean, they're 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 on the Mount Rushmore at the top. Demolition was great. No yeah, people pe- people shit all over. All right, here we go. Let's play the audio for this. Oh, it's gonna be Bobby. Have to play this. Did you ever like get your parents' permission to like call the I did not get their permission. I remember calling the WWF hotline once and listening to the Ross report and finding out that Brian Pillman was coming to the WWF in 1996. And when they saw that phone bill, man, woo! Oh yeah, man, I almost took a trip to the woodshed. It was boo. It was. <laughs> I think we all did that. right? Yeah, we all did that at one Kids, point. Kids, get your parents' permission. Yeah, there was no, there was no permission. But yeah, Bobby. The way they set up Hogan and Flair, that that should have been the main event at WrestleMania the following. Year. I have no. I, nobody knows why. From every interview I've watched, from everything I've seen, no one knows why. Oh, but you I, know what? I am looking at the sensational Sherry was beautiful. Yes. Dare I say a fox? Yes, she was. Good lord! I I don't know if I. As a kid, I used to think she was ugly because she wore her paint and she screamed like, ah! Well, she, she like screamed mean. a lot, yeah. But I mean, like, Miss Elizabeth Miss was Elizabeth, gorgeous, Miss right? Elizabeth was my, my, I mean, my I, crush I, right I there. I have a crush on Miss Elizabeth, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, she was like, wow. DiBiase, yeah. Virgil hype here for the Million Dollar Championship coming up. This was a fun match, too. DiBiase's character was awesome. He made you believe it. He was not a huge guy, but you no. just believed that. He Did you ever hear the story behind the creation of the Million Dollar Man? I heard it was supposed to be like based off of Vince. Yeah. That's what I heard. Yeah. So From uh, the interview, uh, not Brother Love. Bruce Pritchard. Pritchard's. Yeah. Podcast. Yeah. That's where I got that from. DiBiase, they, they got him to sign a contract without telling him what the gimmick was going to be because they were afraid if they told him what the... What, what he was going to be portraying that he was going to take it to, you know, an, another company. Right. So they, so they said, you got to trust us. And Why they, would he go? To, yeah. But WWF or E or F at that time. Yeah. That was King of the Hill. Yeah. Why would you go to a different federation after you're being off? You never know. I mean, there were guys that lived and died by other organizations other than the WWF. I mean, Jim Crockett promotions, NWA, they were they were pretty big I mean, deal at pay- the time. Oh my God, yeah. Sherry! Yep. Wow. Yeah. All right, like she. Good Lord. Yep. You are a fox lady. 
You want to hear an interesting Sherry story? I've told this before to Dennis, but I, I never told you. Never knew that. So I went to I went to see Jake the Snake Roberts do a stand up comedy at, Super in, cool. in in Manchester at the Funny Bone. Right? I didn't know he was in Manchester. My wife and I did a couple years ago. My wife and I went. It was an anniversary cool. gift. Okay, so Jake the Snake tells this story about how he met Sherry. She was she was I think a ring girl. Or something, and he was working on a local independent show in Louisiana, just breaking in. Yeah. And she went up to him after the show and asked if he wanted to hang out with her and go home with her. Wow. And so she brings him back to his place, to her place, and Jake says, "There, you know, the sex was unbelievable. It was wild, sure. right?" And that he said that Sherry, he said Sherry's sex was like a fight. She liked it rough. Yeah. Like she was, you know, she she loved her sex, and so. <laughs> Jake said that they're in the middle of doing it, and all of a sudden they hear the fucking door open, and Jake's like, whoa, 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 what's this? She was like, oh, that's my husband. And he's like, what? And he puts his clothes on, he goes to jump out the window, and she goes, no, 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 it's fine, it's okay, he knows. Whoa, what? Yeah. So, according to Jake the Snake, Sherry had an arrangement with her husband. Listen to this. This was back in like the 70s, right? Sherry had an arrangement with her husband where he let her do whatever she wanted, go out, meet men, sleep with men, whatever. Date other guys, okay? Okay. As long as she played house with this guy, he liked to dress up as a woman in private. Okay. So he pretty much just wanted Sherry as like a, a like a, an oh, arm piece or as a gotcha. wife out in public. Gotcha, gotcha. So in gotcha. private, he would dress up as a woman. Gotcha. This was before like this was before you know the seventies. Yeah, this before is in the seventies. So this was before like yeah. you know cross dressing and obviously now in today's world you know transgender. Wasn't there fifty four back then? Though? I mean that's way before our time. But then it's fifty four. I don't remember the day. I mean I'm sure fifty four was Studio fifty four was around, but I don't. I wasn't remember. alive then, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, but... same with me, but. Um, yeah, so she pretty, the, the husband pretty much said, you go do whatever you want to do. Just you know, be my stand-in. Just be my stand-in, wow, pretty much, okay, when, in cool. public. Okay. And I guess he was like right. a local politician in the, in, uh, in the area. In okay, somewhere the plot in like, thickens. Yeah, somewhere right. in Louisiana. Yeah. Plot thickens. So he was, oh, in Louisiana. Louisiana, yeah. Oh, yeah, down okay. South. Yeah. Now that makes sense. Yeah, so he was a... He was a he, Playing he liked, the... Okay. He liked to play woman in private, okay. but... Yeah, so that so so Jake said that that relationship between him and her still went oh, on wow. for a number of years. That's until wow. it got to the point where Jake said he was like, "I couldn't take it anymore. She was too rough." I never knew that. Yeah, that was an amazing story. The way he tells the story too. If you ever have the opportunity, go see Jake the Snake Roberts uh, stand up. His stories Jake are unbelievable. Seems like a really cool dude too. He's not doing like I I saw him. He's an AEW in a COVID. Interview or around COVID? Well, no, excuse me, not a COVID interview. We're in COVID, and I watched him in an interview. Yeah. Okay. And he had an oxygen tank. Yeah, he, his, and it he was has COPD. A, he has yeah, he's got some sort of okay, health issues. But yeah, no, he's he's actually a, he's a manager for uh, Lance Archer, the and murder hawk monster yeah, in it's awesome. uh, in AEW. I've, so he's been on TV as a as a regular. It's like a really this guy. amazing move to bring Jake 
Yeah, uh, uh, good for him. I mean, he's you know he's got a lot to offer. I think you know behind the scenes teaching these I guys. I mean, I I might be jumping on that bandwagon, but I think he's an amazing mind for the business. Oh yeah. You know. Oh no doubt. For sure. No doubt. Speaking of great minds for the business, DiBiase is absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. With this match he's totally putting Virgil over I thought Virgil's athletic ability was really great too he can move around but I thought he did I, I don't know if he got his just do he's like a gym teacher now right Virgil Virgil yeah I don't know what he does for a living I know that he's he's a funny follow on social media is he uh, he's funny I didn't know he's on social media yeah he's on Instagram so he runs his own social media yeah he's on Instagram because a lot of people don't run their own no well he doesn't make enough money right? to have someone run his own social media Let's put it that way. Virgil's still charging people, you know, if they see him out in the street, 20 bucks for a picture. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Like, he's he, he's one of those wrestling statistics of, of not, you know, taking care of your money properly. Okay. I mean. It's important. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, he's a funny wow. follow on social media. Um, yeah, this is also. Uh, DB asked. Go okay. back to this story. Virgil was coached by Piper yeah. during this during sure. this rivalry. Virgil. He was yeah. on crutches, right? Come on, Virgil! Yeah. Come on! We'll play the audio for that, too. Yeah, yeah. that's very cool. DiBiase just having his way with him right now. Yeah. But this was a this was a fun story. I mean, Virgil was his bodyguard, his his servant for a while. I hate to say that. What was DiBiase's punch call where he aims down and goes I don't down? know, but he didn't have Amazing. a... Amazing. Yeah, I used to like that punch, too. He didn't have a, didn't have a name for it. You know what? DiBiase didn't get his just due, I feel. I think DiBiase could have I think been a great DiBiase world was, champion. He had an injury. That's why he stopped. Yeah, he got hurt. Yeah, He, was, he had an injury. But yeah, this guy... His last match was in 93 against Razor Ramon. His... DiBiase is amazing in the ring. He actually was just recently on uh, WWE NXT uh, as a part of a storyline with a guy that like came into some money and... You know, he was the kind of like christening him as like the new million dollar man, so They're to very speak, cool. without, saying, very without cool. calling him that. See, now why do you need, this kind of brings up our, we kind of have, we always kind of bring this up. Okay? Yep. It's kind of like our, our thing. ongoing thing. Yeah, it's our thing. But you need, what, the older guys to put the newer guys over. Give them a which rub. Which you always did. Establish, you know. Yeah. They've always had to do. Yeah. But... When you see one of the older guys come in as, and I'm sure like maybe there's a lot of younger fans who wouldn't know who some of the older guys are. Right? Yeah. Remember seeing some of the older guys as when you were a kid, as a kid, we didn't know who everyone was. We couldn't look it up on YouTube, right? Yeah, we didn't have all the information. You know, we're, we're ancient. Yeah. We didn't have YouTube yet. Yep. So it was kind of. We didn't know maybe who the other people were. Maybe the younger people don't know. But in my opinion, when you see DiBiase coming out, putting over the new million dollar man, which is awesome. It's a lot of respect to DiBiase, but yeah. you need that because they're not over enough. You yeah. need somebody to put you over. How come these young guys can't get over? I, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily a matter of like, in some cases, yes, it's a matter of some of the young guys not getting over. In other cases, I think it's a matter of just trying to give them that little extra to cement them and establish them. Oh, wait a minute. What's Sherry doing? Coming in. Oh, Percy. Good Loaded night, Purse Virgil. to the back of the head. Good Referees night, Virgil. Calling for the bell. Let's play the audio for this because this is a pivotal moment in this match. Oh. Not like this. Come on, Rock. 
cheap shot by Cherry. Remember jumping around? Hoping they get up. We would like jump around, like get up, get up, right? Yeah. Who would make you jump around? Now. Let's hold on. Let's let's. let's, let's. Permanent suspension. That's usually called fire. Sounds more serious as permanent suspension. Doesn't it? Yes. Oh. Virgil's going to do it. So Ooh, who would make me nice jump around? Sherry yeah. shot. Yeah, nice shot of the, the sherry cakes. Um. Who, so you, the question was, who would make me jump around? Yeah, if you were a kid again, what new wrestler would make you jump around? Ooh, that's interesting. Who's going to affect you like the old guys did? Not old guys, but Older of guy, yeah. our watching generation. And all right, so... Let so, your listeners... All right, so, so Hogan was my guy as a kid. Yeah, your listeners could jump so in on this, too. I probably would say today... Even though he's only a part timer now, probably be John Cena. Cena, all right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Probably John Cena. Even though he wasn't as over the top as Hogan, he was the hero. You know, he, he paid his dues, though. Yeah, I Remember mean, when he used to come out as a rapper. Yeah, he wasn't quite over yet. It was like yeah. early two thousands. Yep, right here. And he's like one of. Oh, you got the action figure. You got the action figure. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Yeah, he did his thing. I think Cena was terrific. Now. What's going on with Roman Reigns? Because if if you said, okay, who do you think is going to be the next? When he was doing this thing, I was like, okay, I'm surprised he's not bigger. I totally would have thought. Reigns now he's a big man. deal because he's a bad guy. Wait, wait. Because bigger. they because they tried the they, they, they tried, tried the heat uh he's, the, the good guy routine the and, face thing, and right, people right. weren't into it. And okay. now they and now I think with and now he's over. Now he's now he's over. Now it's to the point where, you know, he's such a good bad guy that. Give him another couple of years, maybe even a year tops, All right. and he'll be the top good guy. He'll be like that badass, you know, that like okay. everybody wants. Okay, cool. To, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, just from seeing him, like if if you ask me, like, hey, who do you think like current roster? Like, I would say Reigns. I know for a while he wasn't getting over, like some of the other guys were. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't. I mean, which is surprising. Here's the you, thing: I would think he would. Here's the thing with Reigns. He's got everything. Plus lineage. Plus heritage. Yeah. I just think they, they tried too hard. They didn't let him be himself. Okay. They, they, they tried too hard to create the next John Cena with him. And it was and it was it was forced. And I don't think the audience was really receptive to that. You know, I think the audience likes when you are a version of yourself. Here, here so, we go. Hold on. Let's play the audience. Oh, someone's this. losing a belt tonight. Virgil B. Referee just now starting to come to his senses. Oh, 
Bobby Heenan's the best. It's like three suplexes on Virgil in a row. If Virgil kicks out, that's cool. Wow. Come on. As, t as, far as, as far as heels go, I think DiBiase is one of the best. For sure one of the best. Oh, easily. I mean, the fact that you use money to buy, you know, your way to success. I mean, how could you not hate someone like that? You know? He played that character really well. Oh, yeah. I mean, him... I mean, Piper did his thing, too. I mean, I wouldn't even try to compare the two. I think they were just different They're in two forms. separate planes, yeah. Like, they're just different. Yeah. You know, one's not better than the other, but... No. DiBiase did his thing really, really well. Yeah. Remember all his vignettes? I'm going to give you money to dribble a basketball. Yep. Kick it from the kid. Yeah. Right? Kiss, remember, his, kiss his bare feet. You'd always, like, hope, like... I, I remember watching it on TV, and I'd be like, "Why does that kid get to me, Ted DiBiase?" Yeah. Like <laughs> that kid's about to get a hundred bucks for dribbling a basketball. I'm like, know? I want the hundred dollars, and yeah. I get to meet Ted DiBiase. Like, yeah, I'm oh. a little Oh, Virgil. Oh, reversed it with the turnbuckle. The steel turnbuckle because DiBiase cheated. Come on, Virgil, Virgil actually capitalized. got a pretty good pop for this. Come on, Virgil. Let's uh, let's play the audio for this. Virgil with the win. See, look, you got a pretty big pop. I mean, think about it. Look at this. You know, we're, all right, now we're going to go back and be, you know, mid-30s, late-30s, Dean and Dave here. Yeah. You can sympathize. As a kid, we can't sympathize with that. We just want to see the good guy. You know, to me, it was DiBiase bullying him as a kid. Now sure. it's like we can sympathize with the fact that, you know, Virgil finally, you know, Hit the big one. You know what I mean? Like, all Absolutely. his hard work paid off. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Because as, as older folks, we can relate to that sort of thing. Absolutely. You know? We're all striving, right? Oh, yeah. To 
be better and better about this. Coming up yeah, next. Virgil's doing his thing. Virgil got the push. I wonder why Virgil didn't have more of a run. I don't know. But coming up next is the big boss man in the Mountie in the Jailhouse match. Let's play oh. the audio for this. This is great. We got to watch this, man. Yes, we will. Corrections officers from New York City and the Mountie. And as I recall, you had backup of another kind. Some time ago, let's take a look. That fake noise with the shock stick. Epic boss fan, not soon to forget those actions. And by the way, tonight after your match, one or the other is headed for the Pokemon. This is the way it's going to happen, me, Gene Oakland. After I done beat your fat mob, big boss man, <laughs> these little local hip cops are going to come and grab you and they're going to hang up your hands and they're going to take you and I don't want you gentlemen to do it the New York style. I want you gentlemen to do it the Mountie kind of justice. If he fights back, I want you to drag him through these halls. And once we get back here, we want to tan him in this little old paddy wagon. And once he get in here, it'll be your job to shackle his ankles, make sure he doesn't run away, shut the doors, and throw the key away, and bring him to that local New York caboose house. Just who is going to win the jailhouse match tonight? I believe the Mountie has the wrong idea. He shouldn't be out there talking to New York City's finest on how to treat me. He should be on his hands and knees talking to the man upstairs, praying to God that he makes it through till tomorrow morning because he's going to be the one who spends a long, hard night in jail. The jailhouse match coming up with the big boss man in the Mountie. This is like... This is huge. This is a, yeah. This was. I mean, this is one of the most entertaining matches of. For well, I think the most in, of all time. The segments that they're gonna weave throughout the course yeah, of the amazing. rest of the show with the mount with. Well, sorry, do I spoil it? Yeah, why not? Because it's only thirty years later with the Mountie yeah. in jail. I mean, it, it, there's just some tremendous He's stuff. He's confident at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Got to get it down. Spoiler alert. Yep. By the way. Yep. Spoiler alert. For those of you that have never seen the show before, have been living under a rock as a wrestling fan, has no idea yeah. what just took place. Um, you yeah. just gave it away. That boss man. Well, I might as well just at this point just stop recording and we just kind of move on from from things here. Um, you know what I mean? But nonetheless. Uh oh. Yeah, boss man with that nightstick action. He used to flip that thing around. Like I don't it, think boss man guys just do. If you want to talk about a guy who should have gotten a rub, I think more of a rub. He was over. He was over, but Bossman, I mean, he wasn't going to be champion, but I think. Okay. Maybe Bossman is like an intercontinental In, champion. As really guys cool. who you'd never imagine as a heavyweight champion who should have a shot, that's our new category. I think Bossman could have been a. You think Bossman could have been a good heavyweight champion? As a good guy or a bad guy? No, as guys who would have never been there, but. Maybe it would have been cool, even if it was like a short, short, like one week run. Okay, but it's like a good guy or a bad guy. We're talking. Uh, you know, heel. Okay. Talking when like, he was with Slick? Yes. When like he wrestled Hogan? Yeah. Man. Okay, yep. Give it to him on like a, you know, 
I mean, pass it off back, but yeah, I think Bossman could have been cool, man. Ah, I would have gotten behind that. Well, I mean, I wouldn't have gotten behind it because it would have been Hogan, but looking back on it, that would have been pretty cool. That would have been a very cool what if. Yeah. Big Boss Man is the is the WWF champion, even if it was for a short period of time. If he stole it. Yes. Yeah, as like it, as like the, you know. the prison guard, you know, lock yeah. lock the key. You know what I mean? You know, like, lock it hits away. Him with the nightstick. Yeah. You know, next week he comes back kind of a deal. But yeah. Yeah, I think Boss Man could have been a really like he his in ring talk about in ring. He was, he was a good big guy that moved around. Okay, very first well. time you saw Bossman, did you ever expect him to do half the stuff he did, sliding under the rope, doing all the leg kicks? I, you didn't expect no. him to be a big guy. No, I, it's in my memory that's the first big guy I remember seeing do that. Consciously, consciously, Bossman. Yeah, I. I don't remember anybody before that. I'm guy. sure there were guys before that, but I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, I, you know what? Yeah, you could, you could, yeah. I probably would during my rest, like fan. Maybe, maybe. Stages. All right, either look, 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 on the rope. Oh man, he was gonna hit him with the punch. Who did that? Who moved like that? Yeah, nobody. Yeah, you, you might be right. If there's one other person I could consciously remember that was a big guy that moved around f- for a guy his size pretty well, I'd say Bam Bam Bigelow. Oh, Bam Bam was, was probably great. another yeah. guy. Yeah, you know, Bam Bam was probably one of those guys that Bam Bam was really great. That that moved around pretty quickly for a guy his size. I didn't know his name when I was really really young. I used to... who Bigelow? Bigelow, yeah. Really? Because he had the fire suit. I used to call him the fire guy. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I and mean, he had the tats. And stuff. Oh, yeah, a tattoo on his so... freaking bald head. He, like, he that was... stood out, man. Oh yeah, he stood out because he was in the Survivor Series, right? Yep. He was on Hogan's team in the first Survivor Series Talk in 87. About, I think. He got a push, man. But For a little bit, yeah. Look, Bossman is so good. I mean, ability, in-ring ability, mic skills. I mean, he could have carried the belt for a week. Yeah, I could I could have seen him as a good bad guy. Yeah, he's wrenching the money. As a good here. bad guy champion. Bad like, guy, yeah. Not, not as a good guy. No. But, you know, just, you know, whacking with the nightstick, stealing, whatever. Jimmy's so good. Oh, Jimmy Hart, yeah. Jimmy makes a, a match too, man. Yeah, he knows. Yeah, he, his Definitely his as good as Bobby. His role different, different, different than Bobby. Yeah, he gets you a little know, more physical. I don't know how many jackets he would have to bring to them. He must have brought three, four, five jackets every time. Not this, that. not this show, Jesus but yeah. Jackets. At one point, he used every to. Time. Yeah, he used to change his outfits every time. But this, this here, he's he's got one outfit, the SummerSlam outfit, and he's got all the guys. That he's managing on the on, on his jacket, the Mountie, the Nasty Boys, the Natural Disasters, those were his. Uh, that that was his crew for this show for this SummerSlam here. Um, but yeah, Boss Man for a guy his size, very underrated. Now, <laughs> getting in the camera's face. Um, Extreme. Do you think? Up. Do you think though that he? Big Boss Man was Hall of Fame material. Because he went into the WWE Hall of Fame, I believe, in 2016. Absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. If you have what? At the time, I didn't think so. I was like, what did he do for a Hall of Fame career? That, yeah, like, but I mean, it's like he paid his dues. He, he was popular, too. Yeah, I mean. And you got Pete Rose in there. Well, yeah, that but that, that's, a soli- that's a publicity stunt. No, though. I know, but it's like still. like yeah. I mean, of course it is, but. Even still, man, it's like, yeah, Bossman did his thing. Who's not in the Hall of Fame? 
Um, we got a lot of guys. I don't know. Alright, so you want to go through the list of guys that aren't in the Hall of Fame that were on this show so far? So, per match, let's call it if they're Hall of Fame. So, Bossman's Hall of Fame. Yep. Monty. No. Nope. Jacques's not. Nope. Monty's not. Now, Rougeau's were great. Monty was great. His heritage in the business was great. Was a, yeah. Why isn't Monty in the Hall of Fame? Probably because the Monty character wasn't that great. The Rougeaus weren't even that great. They yeah, were but a solid team. But as like, a kid, you love to hate the Monty and you love to hate the Rougeaus. Okay, that's a fair right? argument. That's a they, fair argument. They did their thing. I didn't see it at that time. Yeah. Right? That's a fair argument. I didn't okay. always, but I think they did their thing. Like, we, okay, like the reaction is you enjoyed seeing Jacques mm-hmm. get arrested going to the paddy wagon yeah like you wanted to see him lose he did his thing yeah he was annoying he was like he that. Did he was, his he was, thing, he was like a he you wanted a, to see him lose yep yeah i get yeah you can make yeah he did me. his thing yeah you're right you're right i can get i i can live with that i can live with him in the in, in the in the wwe hall of fame all right so let's go match by match here so the first match was the six man steamboat bulldog and carry von eric against uh Power and Glory and the Warlord. Yeah. Um, All the heels in that match, if they're not in... They're not in the Hall of Fame. Ricky's not? No. Oh, you said the heels. I'm sorry. All the the faces. All three baby faces, yeah, of that match are in the Hall of Fame. Cool, cool, So that's that's them right off the bat. Second match was Brent and Perfect. Both are in the Hall of Fame. Both should definitely be, Both are in the Hall of Fame. Um, Third match, Natural Disasters and the Bushwhackers. The Bushwhackers are in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Um, I mean, they got DiBiase's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Bossman's in the Hall of Fame. Jimmy ah. Hart's in the Hall of Fame. Um, I mean, Bobby should definitely. Bobby's in the Hall of Fame. Gorilla definitely. Gorilla's in the Hall of Fame. Because they're Piper's in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely, a thousand percent. Um, who else is on this show? Greg the Hammer Valentine wrestles later. He's in the Hall of Fame. Okay. LOD's in the Hall of Fame. They're on this show. Uh, Hogan Warrior in the Hall of Fame. Slaughter's in the Hall of Fame. Iron Sheik as Colonel Mustafa. He's in the Hall of Fame. Randy Savage in the Hall of Fame. That's from this SummerSlam. All in the Hall of Fame. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, biting them. Jacques, man. You don't see many guys bite. That was like a that was like the Bushwhackers routine. Oof. Or like the. Yeah. Like the the, the barbarian type wrestlers. Right. Like they bit. Or the He's... island type wrestlers. They bit. That was like something that was like relegated to like certain gimmicks. Oh, he got Bossman up in a Woo! You don't that see the pile driver. Yeah, because it's dangerous. Look at that shit. That looked like that could fuck somebody up. Yeah, it really does. But he got him up. He did. He tried and he did it. He got him up, yeah. Jacques got him up. And Bossman Boss sold that Man. really well with the neck, he, too. He lost weight in this match, too. But he was still a big boy. Yeah, he slimmed down. Still a big boy, though. Yeah, when he was a bad guy, he had a big belly. When he was a good guy, he, he trimmed it up. He lost some weight. That is a devastating move, a pile driver. That holds more weight than flipping off the rope 20 times, yep. in my opinion. But you don't see it now because it's so dangerous, guys get hurt. Oh, boss man nails him. He tried Ooh. going for the cattle prod. Didn't work. Monty's trying to get up to his feet. Come on, boss man. Get it? Oh. Come on, boss man. Is he gonna send him into the ropes? 
Leapfrog. Leapfrog. And we oh, got... back again. Uppercut. Nice. That was a nice little Boston. sequence there. Yeah. I guess he moved, he moved around really well. I think we're coming to the finish here. I think Boss Man's going to send him up. Yep. Oh, Boss Man Slam. Here we go. Someone's going to jail. One, One, two, three, Whoa. Oh, I thought that was the end. What? So did I. And we still like to see him by into it. I totally thought that was the end. Same. This is awesome, man. Whoa. Kicked out of his finish. And that's very rare, too. Kicking out of finishes. Kicks Back out of finish. Think about it. Oh, he's going for another pile drive. Monty's going for another pile drive. After he kicks out of the finish. Sidewalks. So oh, right, yeah. wait. I oh, think, new I think finish. This is the finish. Oh. Yeah, this is it. One, two, three. I don't even know what you call that. He picked him up and threw him down. What is that called? I don't. Well, is there a name for that? It's an Alabama slammer. Okay, Alabama slammer. I don't slammer. know if they called it that back then. All right, but he Alabama slammed the. Oh, oh, here we go. He's gonna go to jail. We definitely He's going a hard time now. He's yeah. gonna cuff him and hit, beat him with the stick. He's calling for the cops. Oh, He's calling for the go. New York City Police Department. There we go. Here oh. we go. And now, as we know, the money already told them what to do. Yep, Shackle so him, he's... Give him a couple hits. He's getting the, the, the Mountie treatment now. Yeah, he's going to be nice to you. No, he's going to be rough like the fight all you want. You're going now. what you wanted, Jack. That's right. Now you get it. Bobby Heenan is so good. Yeah. Man. Oh, he's the best. He's the best. Good God. Bobby Heenan is amazing. And there's more of these to come, too. I love when they would show the behind the scenes. Like when they were in I the back? I still like it, yeah. We're seeing him get carried out. Yep. You see the dragon on the side. Yeah, you never saw stuff like that. Everything was in the ring. Or they that had like the little set where like you were like in front of like the while, lockers or right? something with the with the phone and the towel hanging over the thing. Uh-oh, we got some guy running after the Running after car. the police, yeah. Does he not realize? I don't think that was fixed. No, that certainly that wasn't was fixed. Legit. I think that was legit too. Running after the cops. Oh! Someone's not happy they lost their million dollar belt. It's Ted DiBiase and, and Sensational Sherry. 
You still think Sherry... Sherry leave him, though? Because he wants to go. No, I think she's with him for a little while longer. She eventually would... I think she would stay she with DiBiase. She leaves him for, for Shawn Michaels. Yeah, well, but... I mean, he lost his but I think... No, actually, you know what? DiBiase, I think, leaves... Does he... I think... I think it was just some sort of like mutual split because I remember DiBiase would eventually be managed by Jimmy Hart. Okay. Him and IRS were Money Incorporated, the tag team. And I think that was when DiBiase started realizing his, his, his injuries were catching up to him. So they put him in a tag so that he didn't um, he didn't uh, have to take so much of the load in the matches. And Intercontinental Champion New Intercontinental Brett. Champion Brett. Let's hear his interview. You want to hear his interview? All right, we let's, got it. Let's check his interview waited a long time to prove to Mr. Perfect that there's no such thing as perfect. And he got to find out the hard way what the excellence of execution is all about. Mr. Perfect, you just weren't good enough. And you're looking at the World Wrestling Federation Intercontinental Champion. Let's go over to Mean Gene Okerlund. Alright, with me at this time, the National Disasters, Jimmy Hart, you've got to be concerned about the money. He's on his way to the slammer perfect. right now. Oh, Get my lawyers oh, on the phone. Lord. I want my lawyers on the phone right now. Because nobody's going to get away with this. We were ripped off. I'm telling you, Mean Gene, I'm going to another Jimmy Hart, give me a break. Me. I'm going to right now talk to Earthquake and Typhoon. Gentlemen, apparently you stuck your noses in where it shouldn't have belonged. Stuck it where it don't belong. Let's hit them. We're going to eat you up, chew you up, and spit you out. I don't Come think on, so. Come on, Earthquake. Let's not do you are the ones that stuck in those in our business. It was our match. We had the problem with Andre the Giant, and you prevented us from getting them. You are history. All right. Standing by yeah, right see now, what you're my colleague about. once again, Sean Moody with a big boss fan. All right. Well, there are natural disasters. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing your points there. He's on his way to spend a night with the New York City police. Sean Moody, what kind of bird came fly? Absolutely amazing. 
I it's SummerSlam! I can't really used to like when Vince would do that. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. It's WrestleMania! He sold it, man. He did it. The match made in hell. So is a kid like behind Gorilla right now? Like it looks like kids are messing with the commentators. Yeah. Right now. I want to quote the professionalism of all three of the amazing commentators while they have some annoying little brat trying to like break their flow. Yeah. Talk about professionalism. Like well done, gentlemen. Yep. And oh, like, yeah. shame on the parents for letting that happen. Oh, they're excited. They're on TV. You know what yeah, I, mean? I know they're excited, but still, man, like one time, like they're like, literally, I've been, like, been losing my mind if I sat out. behind Roddy Piper and Bobby Heenan as a kid. You no, know totally. I mean? But I mean, you know, it's like they get. Oh, this, I think the like, I think we're going back to jail. We're going to jail. Oh, come on now. I remember this. Get your shackles on. Got shackled up. Not exactly a warm reception for the Mountie. Still in his wrestling gear, no less, too. Gotta get a slammer. Jake wasn't on this show because they did the angle at the uh, at the wedding where him and Undertaker attacked Randy Savage when the Cobra came out of the, oh, the, the, the yeah, wedding yeah, gift. Yeah. Okay. But he was mentioned on camera that um, that him and Undertaker were in the building. This was after they did the story where... Do you remember the storyline when Ultimate Warrior was went to Jake Roberts for advice 
and like guidance to like how to you know handle the the Undertaker because the Undertaker was you know the one that locked sure. him in the casket. Sure. So Jake had Warrior do all these crazy things like bury himself in in, sure. in a graveyard, and then he put him in a room full of all these snakes, yeah. and then the cobra bit him, yeah. and then when the door opened, um, Jake was standing there with the Undertaker. And it was all a big plan all along. And then Jake and Undertaker were kind of like a, a, a duo. Yeah. You, you remember that now? I definitely do. Yeah. That, so that's why Jake wasn't on this show. But on that subject, originally, Ultimate Warrior was supposed to work with Jake the Snake following this SummerSlam. They were supposed to have a rivalry. And this was the show that Warrior held up Vince for money. And said, if you don't pay me X amount of dollars, I'm not going out there. And so Vince wrote him a check. They went and did the match. And then when Warrior went through the curtain, they fired him. You remember hearing that story? I do. I remember watching that DVD. and hearing Oh, the Ultimate Warrior. Uh, the... Hearing it from Vince's mouth. Yep. He seemed like he was definitely very... Uh... He was not happy that he got held up. No, not so much. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy you want to try and hold up. Huh? And Jake the Snake apparently had said that he that Vince told him he had to ask permission to see if the Warrior would even work with him to begin. Oh, back to the Mountie. Hold on. No censor either. He gave no, me back to, yeah. Ah, pay-per-view. I know, it's pay-per-view. That's a huge thing in 91. It looks as though the Mountie is a bit outnumbered at the New York City uh, jail, and Sergeant Slaughter, I'm sure here? you can relate to that are situation as you prepare to face Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior three-on-two in the match made in hell. What do you mean outnumbered, puke face? You piece of human garbage. Jesus. Outnumbered? We're not the ones that are going to be outnumbered. It's Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior that's going to be outnumbered. In fact, they'll be outnumbered before the match even starts. Take a look at the Ultimate Puke. He still looks a little snake bit to me. <laughs> and the Immortal Slime Hulk Hogan got a gash in his head. Lost about six gallons of blood. <laughs> I think he'd be dead if he lost six gallons of blood. Sergeant Slaw, Mean Gene with Sid, who is the special guest referee for this match here. Um, Now, why put him as a referee? I mean, that's that's really cool because he was going to keep the order because he was like the big guy. Yeah. So, like, he was also like the law and order, right? Somewhat, yeah. More or less. That's how how they uh, they tried to portray it. Was that he was the one that was going to restore order and keep things in check for this match made in hell three on two uh, handicap match? Now I got to give Gene Okerlund a little love too as an interviewer. Oh, of course. I don't think Mooney could hold weight against. No, Okerlund's the best, the best stick man, the best stick man. I mean, easily. There's nobody better. The funniest thing was, did you ever watch Legend Sauce? Yep. He speaks. The same way, yeah. almost as he does on TV. Okerlund could have passed for a very good um, uh, stick man in pro sports. Like if you had him as like a sideline reporter 
or like you know a locker room reporter for for professional sports he could have i think he would have done very well i think he could have dominated anywhere yeah hockey football yeah i mean he, he could have made he had a great voice he had a great voice he was like the who would you compare him to the bob costas or maybe even the sure you know howard cosell sure maybe you sure. know he definitely was a pro wrestling, absolutely. Oh, yeah. He was in media, though. He was, like, selling ads, right, for radio? I think he or might have at some point. Yeah, like that, I think, I think he, he might have done that at some point. Or something like that. Yeah. But he stuck with wrestling because he was successful at it. I don't think anybody was better. I think what's great about him that you that is lost in today's art, okay? Hmm. They just throw anybody backstage as long as you got a, a decent look to yourself. They throw anybody backstage, you give them a microphone, and then they'll ask the most generic questions where they'll be like, hi, this is so-and-so, and standing here with me, coming up, is the WWE Intercontinental Champion so-and-so. So tell me, what are your thoughts on tonight's match? It's like so random. Whereas Oakland had a personality. They, sure. all, all they had to do was give Oakland a direction and tell him, hey, listen, sure. this is what we want to accomplish Go make it happen, and this is how much time you have. And he did it. And he did it. You know what I mean? And he had a personality behind it. You know, he brought personality to it. Most of these people, I'm not saying that... He also gave the wrestler something to play off of. Exactly. Like, him and Bobby Heenan were great when they went back and forth. Sure. If Heenan had one of his guys, and Oakland was interviewing him, him and Heenan had, had a great, you know, uh, chemistry between the two of them. No disqualification, LOD... And Ooh, shoulder pads are stuck on the ring. Did you catch that? <laughs> yes, They're stuck I did. into the ring. I, did. I saw that. As we have Knobs and Hawk going at it. No, excuse me, Sags. As Sags, yes. Knobs on the other end getting thrown in the ring by Road Warrior Animal, Legion of Doom. They didn't really call them the Road Warriors in the WWF. It was Legion of Doom. And that was from the Super Friends, according to. Yep. Joe. That is correct. Yeah. That was kind of cool. The Legion of Doom was like the name of the stable that they had in uh, in Georgia Championship Wrestling. That's kind of cool. With Jake the Snake, the Spoiler, King Kong Bundy, and the Road Warriors. It's a heck of a lineup. Meanwhile, back at the Legion of Doom. Yeah, that was a Super Friends cartoon. That. Oh, the perfect kick. What do you think call Nast- that? Uh, that's an Insiguri. But I don't think they would. I don't think they would call it anything at the time. I don't think there was a name for it. A lot of times there weren't names for moves. Okay. You know. Now was that that big in like in like all Japan pro wrestling? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Some of these things seem like okay, cool. Like I could see that happening. Yeah, Japan. Like the insecurity came from Japanese wrestling. First person I saw do it. Amazing. Was Muda. Oh Muda. Great Muda was the first person I saw that would do something like that. He was the first like international star that I saw from Japan that wrestled regularly in the United States. Like like as a kid, I differentiate WWF and NWA or WCW where the NWA and WCW is where you saw the more international guys. You know? Oh, don't worry about that. Um, the more international guys. Muda, you know, all the Japanese wrestlers, you know. You didn't see a lot of that in WWF. You know, Kento and Tanaka briefly. Yeah, briefly. Yeah, or Kato and Tanaka. I think Kato. so. Yeah. Yep, Kato and Tanaka. Kato. Yep. And then uh, uh, Kabuki. Yeah. Meanwhile, at one point, Hawks just got nailed with beer. Actually, yeah, it was like a soda tray or a beer tray or something with ice. So Sags did it, but it's no disqualification. 
All right. So anything goes in this match. This is straight up street fight, right? Somewhat, yeah. It's not. There's right. not a whole. I mean, it's nasties. Not, you know, you could go to Nastyville, but come on, man, this is LOD. Yep. I like the Nasty Boys. I thought the Nasty Boys were an underrated. I dig team. the Nasty Boys too. Yeah, I thought they were a very you underrated know? team. If you're, if there's ever a, a Nasty Boys match, you watch. You watch. Two, well, there's two matches. All right, they're both from WCW. They wrestled the Steiner Brothers at 1990 Halloween Havoc. Yeah. Fucking banger of a match. Okay. All right. You go watch that. And then they wrestled Cactus Jack and Max Payne from Spring Stampede 1994. It was a street fight. Falls count anywhere. Those guys beat the shit out of each other. Oh, wow. Those are those are two ma- nasty boy matches you have to check out. Cactus or Mick Foley or Dude Love, whoever you want to call him. Like, he, I would love to see those matches. Nasty, wow. Yep. That's there were some great brawls. Heck of a, heck of a Not, Nothing scientific, but still great brawls nonetheless. Do you need it, though? You know. No. They do their thing. You don't need it. Yeah. You know? It's not their style. Which is kind of cool, because you, everyone has a different style. Oh, style. yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, who wrestles like these guys? And we're not really a lot of people. No, he had but Bray Wyatt, and but is he still with the company? I don't no, he's still with no, the he's, company, he's so. he got let go. That was one of the big, that was one of the bigger shockers in recent that memory. COVID no, I think Ross that it was. Related? I think it's budget related. A lot of people are saying it's budget related. Billion dollar um, company. What's the budget? Yeah, well, I think with operating during a pandemic and you know, kind of operating at a loss, and even though they were getting big TV money from the television networks, um, you know, live event revenue was non-existent for the better part of, you know, 14, 15, 16 months with COVID now that they're operating again. Um, I, was, I don't know if it costs more to operate now during COVID because everything's, you know, because, you know, everything's gone up in prices with food. And, I don't think and, you can have a full house. Right? But, I mean, the Wyatt thing was just kind of a shocker just because he's such a popular character. They've invested so much into him. I don't know. I think there's more to it. I've heard budget cuts, but... I think there's something more. Yeah. Why would you get rid of... He really... He was popular. Even as, as much as his character would suffer significant setbacks, the people were still behind him. You know? It was like in the early days when Undertaker first became a, a baby face and they put him in there with like Giant Gonzalez. People still loved The Undertaker, regardless of the silly situations he was put in. So... I, I kind of compare it to that, but I think there was more to it with Wyatt. But um, Nasty's here with the advantage oh, over. He's taking it a nasty bill right now. Yep. Fuck. Nice elbow. Flying elbow. I like that elbow. Very underrated. One, two. We got a kick out. Kicked out by uh, Animals Interference. Great camera shot on that elbow, too. Yep. Great. And the referee's not really. He's kind of letting the rules you know, go out the window because it is no oh. disqualification. Nobs caught a foot. Nobs caught a foot by Hawk, and Hawk is in the wrong corner. Wrong corner looking for his tag. Oh, oh he got oh, it. Oh, there we go. by Animal. Clean house, Animal. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that's it. Clothesline. Short clothesline. Another, Another clothesline. Kick to the gut. Up top. Ten punches. One, two, three, four. Oh, he 
Nice transition Turned there. around for a double axe handle. See, yeah. I like that he faked you out. Yep, he did. He got me. All right. I don't remember. One, two, kick out by Sags. There we go. Hawks back in. He forgot that he was just beat up. Coming in to save his partner. Yeah. That's now now cool. we got a full house on right, display. Go back to the full house. I like the... Oh, double teaming animal now. Hawks out. Uh-oh, where's Hawk? See, he was beat up before. He can't get up. Uh-oh. Oh. We're going to Nastyville. Wait a minute. Is he going to move? Going to whack him. Oh, we oh. almost got him. Oh! oh! I like this. Yep. No 10 punch on when they stand on the turnbuckle. Hit with the helmet. Now, why did he have the helmet? I don't remember the story. Jimmy Hart had the helmet. That was like his little, you know. So like a biker helmet for yeah. the Nasty Boys? Yeah, I guess the Nasty uh, Boys were like kind of like and the megaphone. bikers. Yep, and the megaphone. Yeah, just had yeah, more gimmicks yeah. to the, you know the presentation. What? I think he just had the helmet so he could whack one of the opponents in the back. I'm sure that, that was the just... case. Oh, there it is. Oh, and you backfired and you got hit by the helmet. Boy. And the referee's going to watch this. Boom. Oh, we're going up. We're going down. We're going up. Let, let's play the audio for the finish. Let's definitely do that. LOD, new tag team champions. And this is, I think... Uh, that was awesome seeing, too. Yeah. Because it had been a long time coming. I mean, when they came in, they came in hot. Went right after demolition. You knew it was going to happen. Or you wanted it to happen. You wanted you it to happen. Know you didn't know it was going to happen, but you, you wanted it to happen. You didn't know it was going to happen. I'm oh, sorry. Uh -uh. You wanted it to happen. For sure. Yeah. Oh, I agree. 100%. Because, I mean... Also, too, it was one of those things where I don't know how you felt as a kid, but I mean, because you and I watched a fair amount of wrestling from, you know, both of the, the major organizations at that time. But, you know, with my friends, fair amount, I would say like a lot of them. But like with our friend, with my friends, like aside from you, because you were like you and I were like neck and neck on par with like, you know, our wrestling knowledge and you know, we'd get the magazines and we'd watch, you know, multiple yeah. wrestling. Oh, Mountie, hold on. I'll finish that thought in a sec. Uh -oh. Now he's in the cell. 
two other guys with you in that tent. <laughs> so back to what I was saying about the Road Warriors. You know, you and I would, you know, watch a lot of wrestling. We'd get the magazines. And like you and I were like on par with each other neck and neck in terms of our wrestling fandom and our knowledge. But then I'd have friends in school who were kind of like fair weather fans. And they didn't know who the, who the LOD were. Whoa. So like, because they would only watch WWF. So uh, okay. they didn't know about like WCW, NWA, you okay. know, those organizations, you know, okay. that, that particular organization. So I would be, um, I would have to kind of educate them and like bring in like the, 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 the pro wrestling illustrated magazines and things like that. Like, Oh no, these guys came from the NWA, like they're uh, former NWA world tag team champions, stuff like that. Um, so it, it, I felt like I, I guess you could say was like the leader of like my wrestling friends in elementary school because That's like, cool. I knew all, like I knew more, I knew all, I, I, nobody could tell me different about wrestling. They'd be like, Oh yeah, the Legion of Doom. Oh yeah. They'd say, you know, I'd be like, no, the Legion of Doom were the road warriors. They were the NWA tag team champions. They beat the four horsemen. Like I would go, uh. who the four, who, who's the four horsemen? Or, or like, especially, yeah, they didn't or, know the four horsemen. Or well, like I said, oh, they'd only watch WWF or like, especially when like Ric Flair showed up, like, who's this Ric Flair guy? I'm like, Ric Flair. He's a Rick former Flair's? NWA world champion. The four, the leader of the four horsemen. They'd be like, huh? What? Yeah, it was yeah, wild. I don't think they were fans. They didn't know LA Like I said, the they were Fairweather fans. Like, they would watch WWF yeah. because, like, NWA, WCW wasn't either, like, available on uh, in their area or whatever. Um, here we see Greg the Hammer well, Valentine. At least cheap cable. IRS. Yeah. Back then, right? Yeah. They were on TBS, so maybe they didn't have cable. But maybe they weren't allowed to watch. Who knows? Yeah. Some people's parents didn't let them watch pro wrestling. I know. Well, That's I mean, there probably was, what it is. There was, a, there was a period of time where, probably you know, my parents tried to put the, the hammer down. No no pun intended. We didn't Valentine have cable. In the ring. We uh, didn't have cable growing up. But I like your pun, by the way, because we get the hammer. And I, I didn't even mean to it as well. Like that oh, you should have just played that off. I should have, but, you yeah, know. Yeah, you should have went with it. Yeah, all right. Well, with my it. parents meant to... You know, my, my, my parents tried to put the hammer down as we see Valentine in the ring. <laughs> Let me start that again. I'll rewind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. redo it. Take two. I'll rewind that back. <laughs> my parents, they, uh, they they tried to put the hammer down in, in regards to my, my wrestling viewing. <laughs> oh, that's a great segue. I really oh, look at that. As we see Greg Valentine here with a shoulder block to IRS. <laughs> I liked when you did that. I like the way you did that. Uh, I try. I try. You, you do good. I try. You, you do good. I try. I can't complain. I can't complain. This IRS. was this was another thrown together match, but whatever. This guy, I just remember not. I didn't realize at first it was Mike Rotunda when I was a kid. I remember when he came in as IRS. I was like, wait a minute, he's yep. Mike Rotundo. I only knew that because I had a wrestling book. Yep. I remember seeing him, but. He was a member of the Varsity Club, and he, at one point, I think they even gave him like a Captain Mike, like a sailor gimmick like, in WCW. You are in an encyclopedia, my friend. I wouldn't say that, yeah, but yeah. I just watch a lot of it. Your knowledge is strong. I'm still, I'm still surprised I'm Your not a virgin. Knowledge <laughs> strong. I'm surprised I'm not a virgin. Like I said, happily married, of course, but surprised that, you know, I was able to have a social life and. A sex life, and still be a wrestling fan. That's a lot of ju- that's a that's a big juggling act to follow. 
You know, some people, you know, once once they once they stop, once young young kids stop watching wrestling, that's right around the time when they become teenagers, and then you know, then, then they, mm-hmm. they 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 you know get hormones and oh. you know you know they they're into you know people of the opposite sex or even the same sex and yeah, yeah you know, and then wrestling kind of goes to the wayside. I managed to juggle. Wrestling was my mistress. You, you, you juggled better. My, wrestling was my mistress. I was distracted by women. No, for real? Yes. Not you. Yes. yes. <laughs> I, I, I got a little distracted by women. And not Just a little. Not, not always the right women. Same at some points, yeah. Not always the nice girls. Yep. No, no, no. Speaking of not nice, IRS is killing the hammer. Now, I thought IRS and the hammer were both heels at this time, though. Uh, Greg Valentine was a baby When did he face. flip? When did Valentine flip? I just thought he was a heel. He was for a long time. I don't remember exactly I still see when. Him he, as a heel. I think he flipped. I think he flipped like. Uh, shoot, I want to say like. Yeah, I know when Valentine flipped. Remember when he? Remember when Greg the Hammer Valentine had that brief run as Hockey Talk Man's tag yeah. team partner, Rhythm, Rhythm and, Blues, and Blues, and he dyed his hair yeah. jet black. Sure. So I think it was after they split them up. Okay. That they kind of that um that uh. He, he turned on uh, Jimmy, and then he became a good okay. guy. I had seen in an interview he didn't want to dye his hair. I didn't understand that. Yeah, I've heard stories, too, that he didn't want to dye it as well. And what's the big deal? Just dye your hair. If you got it, dye it. If you like it. I mean, I mean, guys were very protective of, you know. He did look awfully silly with that jet black hair. Did he not? Think yeah, about it. It didn't bother me. Okay. Didn't bother me. Okay. I didn't really care for Valentine to begin with, so I had no real emotional investment in it. So, that's just my take. Valentine always had a weird spot on the card. Like, is Macho and Elizabeth next? Nope. Macho and Elizabeth are the last. So, he always had a weird, like, almost, like, main event, but not quite main event, not mid-card. Where'd you place with Greg Valentine? Either he was early in the card, or he was the popcorn match before the main event. So this is the match that, like, they just, you know, kind of, I wouldn't say to get the crowd back, but to, like, to keep some kind of interest while people are going to get their merchandise or their food, their concessions, before we get to the, the yeah. main event, which is the double main event. The match made in hell with Hogan and Warrior, and then the match made in heaven, the, the wedding with Macho and Elizabeth. So this is the match that's just kind of like, it's just there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's there to kind of keep the audience... From overdoing it, you know. Plus, they just had like that big high from the LOD winning the title, so now they kind of got to settle them down a little bit. And they, this is that, that that type of match, you yeah. know. This isn't something you're putting on the first of the you know the, the first match on the card either, you know. I'm not setting the world on fire with IRS and Greg DeHammer, you know, to open up a pay per view. And if you are, I don't know what the fuck you're thinking, you know. Yeah. That's just me. Going after him with the tie. Valentine coming back. Yeah, it seems pretty dumb to wrestle with a tie, right? They used to say that all the time, too. The suspenders and the tie. I mean, you I think just even choke him P- out with the tie. I think Piper at time even to one the point top said bro. Yeah. With his tie. I think Piper at one point said something about that on commentary. Right, Why hasn't somebody the used a tie? You know? Going out to the leg. Come on, Greg. Come on. 
He's setting up for that figure four. What it appears to be. Going for the elbow. elbow. He's letting us know, too, he's going for the elbow. Yeah. See, he could have rolled. I love how IRS just adjusted his elbow pad. Oh, figure four. Did you see that? Did you catch that? He just adjusted his elbow. He did? I I missed that. Yeah, now he's in the figure four. He's close to the rope. Oh, you got it. There you go. You got it. And you have to imagine, too, that with Valentine on the roster, they probably kind of warned him that, like, hey, Flair's coming in. Figure four is kind of his deal. We've got to figure out he something else. He wasn't here too long. He wasn't really there too long when Flair was there. No. You know? And that's not really, like, a move people didn't know. Figure four was pretty slated in. Does the hammers move too? At one point, yeah. You know, he said yep. that shin guard. He doesn't yes. have a shin guard on in this match. Yep. So how's he going to execute that figure four? I think the shin guard was when he was a bad guy. Oh, so he he's a good guy. Jimmy. So he's right. a good guy. I don't know. He's kind of losing his steam. I kind of like him as a bad guy. I could care less for Greg Valentine. Yeah. I really could. Oh, small Roll up. Come on. There we go. All right. Uh, thank God this match is over. Right? Let's get to the good stuff. Yeah, I mean, we have seen a lot of good stuff so far, but this is, like I said, this is the match that just kind of like keeps the crowd sort of even keeled. You know, know what I mean? I, you could reorder, organize this paper. Where would you too. put this match then? All Where right. would you have put the this The beginning match? is great. Right? Okay. I thought the beginning was great. I thought everything was great. Maybe I'd switch. I'd put... Nasty and LOD on even before the match, the big ones. You I put just, the, so you put Nasty and LOD in this spot. Yeah, and move them. So just flip flop them. Flip flop them. Okay. Just make it boom, 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 boom. Like nonstop. You ain't, nonstop. You're not afraid to tire out the crowd, though. How would that tire out the crowd? If you think about it, you got you come off this great high of like you know the, the LOD winning, then you get into the handicap. Oh, yeah. With Hogan and Warrior against the Triangle of Terror that's coming up next. That that's a that's a pretty fired up type of match. I don't know. I think the way they set it up wasn't I mean, Valentine I think I think they set it up perfectly. Yeah. Obviously, cuz they they know what they're doing. Let's hear what these two what these three got to say. <laughs> Excuse me. When you get your together, right now, oh man. With me right now, the ultimate warrior, Hulk Hogan. Tonight, gentlemen, the match made in hell as you face Sergeant Slaughter and Company, the Triangle of Terror. Well, you know something mean, Gene. The battleground of Madison Square Garden is the only appropriate place for the match made in hell to happen, brother. Ever since January 23rd, 1984, I've been waiting for a feeling. I've been waiting for a rush like I had when I won the WWF title and changed the course of wrestling history in the WWF. And now, I've got that same feeling. I've got that same emotion. And I also realize brother that if we don't wipe out sergeant slaughter and his core tonight in the match made in hell wrestling history in the wwf could also change again you know speaking of hell here's a man who has virtually gone through hell in recent weeks the ultimate warrior are we loaded down hulkster loaded, loaded down ready to go down into the pit 
Get hyped for that. Totally hyped. Right? What were they doing at the end, though? They were, like, hugging. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I mean, they had to... Yeah, a little weird. Had to kind of, you know, portray themselves as friends. Yeah, but... Going it, into the uh, match. Yeah, it's, you put your arm around your buddy. I mean, yeah, they, it was kind of looking like he was about to make out with Hogan. I'm yeah. Like, a little I, bit. Yeah, a little, a little bit. bit. Just a little thought bit. thought he did a good interview, though. That wasn't bad. I thought he did a pretty good that interview. That wasn't bad. I can get behind that. I don't understand. Some of the stuff, I mean, people, I guess, I've seen in interviews, or wrestlers, I should say, said they didn't understand them. or whatever. There are some interviews you can't understand. Some of them are, are, you know, different. There's been, you know what, it's funny you say that, because ever since that, what was that, that DVD that came out? Yeah. The the self-destruction of the Ultimate Warrior? I didn't know what he said, but yeah. But it's kind of funny that you, you mention it, because... Since that point, and in, in more recent years, if I'll watch old old wrestling and it'll be like an Ultimate Warrior interview, I will like really pay close attention to what he's saying to try and figure out what makes sense and what doesn't make sense. And more often than not, most of it makes sense. Yeah. But I think he just goes so fast and talks so fast that sometimes it doesn't make sense. You, you understand what I'm saying? I do. I had... I do. I mean, like some of the interviews are making sense. Yeah, I, I. It's almost like I'm trying to watch for what they were talking about, right? Yeah. Like you're almost trying to watch for what the wrestlers are talking about. Like, okay, how out there were they? And sometimes I'm like, you know, I, I don't think they're that out there. No, certainly not. Let's play the audio for this. Let's the, definitely the, the, play the, 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 the. This is a big one, baby. Yep. Let's do it. The one we've been waiting. Match made in hell. The match made in hell. The wedding. Right. <laughs> I just want to say thank you for having me. Oh, it at two. dude, it's been amazing. It's been a lot of fun. We're not done yet. After we get done recording, we'll go back. We'll have a cigar out back. You know. I am still excited seeing this match. Yeah, it's fun. All right. I think Warrior had probably some of the greatest entrance music yes. ever. You heard it, you knew who it was. Hopped you the freak up. Yep. Didn't get his costumes towards the end. I didn't understand that stuff. His like jacket vest. I thought it was cool. I didn't get it. 
Looks like he paid big bucks on him. Hogan Warrior, that's custom, baby. Yep. Hey! All right, who's Pops bigger? Hogan's was. Security guards are looking like, when is this over? Catch those guys at the wall? Yeah. They're like, oh my God, screaming fans. Yep. All right. I'm looking at them like, hey, man, that looks like a pretty sweet job. You get to watch wrestling online. Security guards yeah. didn't look happy to be there. I can't complain. I'd be I pretty happy to have that job. Yeah. Same. Get to watch wrestling. You get paid for it. Yep. I'm looking for the problem. I don't see it. Yeah, I don't see, I don't see any problem. Here. What a pop for these two. I'm sure we were probably going as crazy in my grandparents' living room watching We this. were going off the wall. Yep. And nothing but love and respect to your grandparents, man. Thank you. Some of the greatest people ever. Yes. Yeah, that was pretty wild. That was pretty wild. We were probably getting pretty wild, like I said, in, in my grandparents' living room for this match. Because also, too, you also have to remember... So you have the element of Sid as the referee, all right? He was a he was a newcomer into the WWF. I remember obviously Sid being a member of the Four Horsemen yeah. in WCW, um, big intimidating figure. But there was the element of Hogan and Warrior teaming up, and a year prior they headlined WrestleMania against each other. So can they coexist? Is there still bad blood from that WrestleMania match? I remember as a kid, like thinking like. Are Hogan and Warrior going to be able to get along? How's Sid going to play a part? Those are the those are the important aspects of the story that I remember as a kid. What do you remember going into this match as a kid that you were anticipating? What you you know what you what you wanted to see? What you thought was going to happen? Talk to me a little bit about. So what I was like, hey, you know that Mustafa guy really looks like the Iron Sheik. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, yes, you're, Bubba. You're not even trying. I know. Like, yeah. I mean, sometimes you put something on a gimmick. Like, that was the first thing I thought, right? Second thing I thought was it was really cool to see Hogan and Warrior. And then I remember actually talking to you when we were young. Like, hey, I remember running the talking to you about that. Like, do you think they're going to get along? Yep. Okay. It was, it was a thing. It was a thing. It was a thing. But... Yeah, no, the Colonel Mustafa thing wasn't putting anything by me. And the General Adnan, I didn't even know General Adnan wrestled. He did not. So I he really was just, just Slaughter's manager. And, but he's on the ring apron. Yep. See? Yeah, but he's part of the match. So, so this is... He, you know, he's part of the thing, but it's really like two on two and Sid like holding it down. Yep. I didn't really see Adnan as, you know, a, a threat. threat. yeah. You know, I'll do respect do you, do, you, do you know that Adnan... Was actually a um, a colleague and a a friend of Saddam Hussein. 
that in I real did life. Not know. Yeah, really. He was. I think he was a, a an Iraqi police officer. Oh, if I'm not All mistaken, right. or a part of the government. I have to. I have to that. look it up. I might even look this up right now. I'm gonna look this up right that's now because that's gonna because I want to get the accurate. Um, General Adnan the wrestler. All right. Um, he he of course was in um, uh, AWA at one point. Uh, let's see. Uh, his early life. He was a high school classmate of Saddam Hussein. Excuse wow. me. He had an amateur wrestling career in Iraq and attended Oklahoma State University. Interesting. Okay. His professional wrestling career, he was known as Adnan Kasey. He wrestled in Pacific Northwest Wrestling for uh, Don Owens in the 60s and in the WWF in the 70s under the Native American gimmick Billy White Wolf. Won the tag team titles with Chief J. Strongbow. Didn't know that. Oh. Um... Is he still alive? Uh, I don't believe he is. He wrestled in New Japan Pro Wrestling from 74 to 81, the AWA from 81 to 89, and then the WWF from 90 to 92. Um, uh, I believe he might still be alive. I think he's still alive. I don't think he's passed away. The shaky baby was cheating. Shaky baby. Oh yes, Bubba. Yeah, I. You know what the funny thing is too, Dean. You you brought it up earlier. I too was baffled at that they changed Iron Sheik to Colonel Mustafa and made no effort to give him a complete overhaul of the character. Yeah. But in later years, I had come to find out that, and this is something I had not seen. They acknowledged the fact that he was the Iron Sheik on television and that he was changing his name to Colonel Mustafa as as a way to um, um, kind of uh, um, not memorialize Saddam Hussein, but as like like idolize him in a way. Okay. So... That's that's the, the the general idea that I heard that was that he was um that they acknowledged his his previous persona on TV as the Iron Sheik and said he's changing his name as Colonel Mustafa to kind of join forces with Slaughter. But yeah, it was um it was even as a youngster I was just like, "Well, that no that's Iron Sheik. I mean, the mustache, the boots with the curl on the front, like you could tell for sure that 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 was Iron Sheik. It wasn't fooling anyone. No. No. Not at all. So, like, they didn't even try. No, see, look, there's the boot. Same boots he wore as the Iron Sheik. The exact same boots. Yeah. Oh, yes, Bubba. He's got some hilarious stories. Did he get those custom made? Because they got the little hook at the end. I would think so, yeah. I would think that he had... cheat and, like, lock that boot in. Yeah. I think cool. Slaughter even wore the, the, the hook on the boot for a little while, if I'm not mistaken. I think he did. I, I think, think he I'm might have done that. that for a little while. I wonder if it makes it hard to walk in. I don't know. I don't Mustafa think so. going after Hogan. I'm not really That's feeling Adnan. this. Or, uh, Adnan, excuse He's me. raking his back. Raking that back. I don't know if I'm feeling this guy as a wrestler, man. Oh, I think he's just in there for just, you know, short He's in there spurts. for show. Yep. I'm not feeling this guy as a wrestler. I like he's a manager. 
Yeah, he's yeah he's he's fine where he's at. I'm I mean, not feeling him as a wrestler right now in this match. He might be really great, but I don't know if I'm feeling. I him doubt as it. Oh, double team by Sheiky, scratching well, that. Sid back Hogan. is distracted with Sergeant Slaughter over here. Oh right. yes, Jabroni Hulk Hogan. Let's go over the back scratch real quick. Okay, let's, right. let's do it. Let's let's go over this back scratch. Okay, there's no marks on the back, and you just scratched his back a gajillion times. I don't think people should use that. Well, you have know, a clutch, you, great move. Yes. Right. Yes. I mean, granted, you don't have, you know. They, oh, Warrior getting in there. They punch people. They do all that. But I don't know about the back scratch. Warrior saving Hogan. See, they're a good team. Yep. There you go. They're getting along right Warrior now. Warrior doesn't know he's going to get fired. Oops. Nope. Not, oh, spoiler alert. Yeah. Backbreaker on Hogan. That let see. He, all right. So let's let let let's let's play fantasy Booker for a minute here. Okay. okay. So, Warrior doesn't get fired, okay. okay? He goes on to wrestle Jake. Amazing. Okay? Yeah. Do you think that they still would have done the angle with um, with uh, Jake and Savage? Where Jake had the, the Cobra pop out at the wedding? And is it Warrior that makes the save at the wedding? Because... Good point. Go back here for a minute, right? Uh-huh. WrestleMania 7... Warrior ended the career of Macho Man yep. at WrestleMania 7. Yeah. Macho Man gets reunited with Miss Elizabeth. They end up falling back in love. They get married at this SummerSlam. Okay. Jake and Undertaker show up at the wedding. The Cobra comes out of the box. They attack the Macho Man. Warrior makes the save. So you think maybe at some point they were leading to Macho and Warrior against Jake and Undertaker? I'm going to throw a cog. Okay. In the wheel for a second. Okay, go for it. How about if Warrior got ticked off that Macho was reinstated and was the heel? That would be cool. Warrior is a heel. That would be kind of interesting, but I don't think he never would happen. I don't think he would have gone for it. You said it. fantasy booking. No, correct. But I'm just saying, like, what, like a lot left on the table. Like, what if Warrior didn't get fired here? Like how far would they? I would say part of me feels no. like part of me feels like they would have led to Warrior and Savage at WrestleMania Eight in a rematch for the title. Yeah, for sure. Like for the, sure. the you know what I mean? Like who's Savage heel, who's face? I think they'd both be babyface. I think Warrior should go heel. I think, I think that would have been awesome. I think that would have been an interesting turn of events, or he or not necessarily go heel, but he like he takes like a oh look at this too many good guys yeah. right. Like or Hogan should have went heel at six after Warrior beat him. After Warrior beat him, that's the rumors that he'd be cheating and all. That's the rumors that someone pitched that idea and he wasn't having it. Him nor Vince weren't having it. I I don't think that would have been a bad idea. But there was so much. I bet you that was Pritchard who pitched that. I think Pritchard was one of the ones that pitched it. I think it was him and Patterson and a couple other guys pitched it to Vince and Vince Vince was open to it because he he. He had Warrior as the the top baby face, but they pitched it to Hogan and Hogan wasn't having it. And I think Hogan that was one of the reasons why Hogan ended up coming back was because he realized that Warrior wasn't going to be able to be the the top draw as the the number one good guy. Um, but yeah, I think there'd been a lot left on the table if Warrior if if Warrior didn't hold up Vince and get fired. I think we would have seen a much different. 1991 going into 1992. 
do you think it would have been because 91 to 92 i mean it was good right wrestling was still good but it wasn't popping yeah like it was right you think warriors staying in would have been better you think it would have helped them? i think there would have been a lot of different so i think there would have been a lot of different creative avenues um for the creative i mean you think warrior and jake you think warrior undertaker maybe even warrior savage at some point um sid i'm sure they would have entertained that uh um, why not rematch even hogan and warriors doesn't have to that would have been high. cool doesn't have to be on a big pay-per-view right you're thinking like a SummerSlam or a survivor series doesn't even need to be just give them a bunch of matches do like some like saturday night main event kind of thing See you would have but up. Turn one you, of them face. You would have. You would have had to have put Hogan Warrior rematch on a big stage like a WrestleMania. You would have had to have yeah. the first one at WrestleMania. Why wouldn't you do the second one at WrestleMania or SummerSlam I don't or even Royal have, Rumble? I, Royal Rumble, yeah, that would work. Or SummerSlam. I don't think you could headline those two at a WrestleMania two times in a row. I couldn't see that. Yeah, I don't know. First time was amazing, but if you already saw it, right? Now maybe enough Hogan fans would have wanted to see Hogan win. Maybe maybe a SummerSlam would have been. A- All right, you if that match happened, would you want to see Hogan win? Right? Yeah, I, of course. I was kind of, of disappointed when Hogan lost. You were disappointed when he lost. Yeah, I, I was upset. I didn't want to see him lose. I remember finding out. That's when through, I through uh, watching superstars that he lost, and then they set up the tournament for the Intercontinental Title because Warrior had to vacate uh, the belt. Yeah, and then I got the magazine and saw the pictures, and not long after I got the magazine, I rented the tape, and I remember I was extremely disappointed in watching it. It was like even a already letdown. after it already happened. It was like a letdown. Yeah, even knowing. It was going to happen. It was still a letdown. I didn't want to see Hogan lose. It was one of those, like, did this really happen? Like, I couldn't believe it. I had to see it. I didn't even want to see Hogan lose. I think this is the point where he goes through the curtain, and this is when Vince fires him. Oh, bye-bye, Warrior. Yep. Here's Hogan. Hogan with the power. Hogan cheating. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, come on, man. You're the good guy. Big leg. You know it's over. Sid with a fast count. We got ourselves a winner here. Hulk Hogan and... Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior defeating the Triangle of Terror in this three-on-two handicap right. match with Sid Justice. It wasn't really much of a triangle, man. I'm not really counting. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you kind of, you kind of uh, bit. counted yeah. out Adnan as as being a non-factor. No, and you were probably, but, you you're know, probably right. Got some what? His back scratching? Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. All right, I get it. Yeah, I, mean, I get it. Back scratching. Yeah. All right, so it was a tag team match with, with a little... Slam the guy. Yeah. You can body slam somebody, Adnan. Slam the guy. Yeah. You know? Okay. A little bit. A little All bit. right. All right. So. All right. Mystery partner. Take Adnan now. Who's your, who's your guy? Wait a minute. A mystery partner? So, yeah. So, or like just a different partner than Adnan. Who okay. All right. This All is right? perfect. This is perfect. I'm glad you brought that up because this just came to me. On the house on the on the live event circuit, following the um, the TV tapings, they would do dark matches, and one of the dark matches on this show or on in this time period before this SummerSlam mm. was Slaughter, Mustafa, 
and Undertaker against Hogan and Warrior. They would do these three-on-two handicap matches. This was when Undertaker locked Warrior in the casket. Warrior got bit by the snake from Jake the Snake. They, there's, there was a match I once saw on, on it was like a, a Coliseum video exclusive, and it was Hogan and Warrior against Slaughter, Undertaker, and Mustafa in a three-on-two okay. handicap. And that's awesome. Imagine so, if Undertaker was a part of this match. No kidding. Like, is that a SummerSlam main event? That would have been pretty cool. That's a triangle of terror. Yeah. And put Mustafa. As a manager. No, uh, Adnan. Mustafa was Iron not Sheik. Mustafa. Sorry, I keep getting those. Confused. They're all the same. Mustafa, Adnan, you know. They're... Well, I mean, just call him who he is. The Iron Sheik. The Iron Sheik, Bubba. You know, he's the Iron Sheik. Like, it didn't. Couldn't put that one. No. Good. No, you couldn't. Yeah. That was when we found out the magic trick. That was when we realized. The bad magic trick. Like, Even to take it a step further, when Hogan lost... I was so mad. I was like, yeah, whatever. It's fixed. You talk about... Uh, at six. At six? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't go that far. Oh, I was crushed, man. I was disappointed, too. I was like, yeah. that's it. Man, what is going on? They're, they're doing a little pose down here. Maybe yeah, I know to... they're doing a little pose down, but we're just... Uh, excuse me, Hogan just ripped his shirt off and stuff. Yeah, you got to show the guns. I mean, look at Sid. Sid's yeah, in phenomenal I know, but shape. I mean, like, you know, do we need to see Oh, yeah. Look at that. Yeah, no, he's in great shape. That's, that's they, good. And, and I think, too, this was also, like, they did this because they, they were This is the lead seeds. up to the Royal Rumble? They were planting the seeds. Out? Yeah, they were planting the seeds for these two to go at it. All right. Yeah. Because, they, but they, they didn't want flair. They were testing these. The they were testing these. But I don't know if they were testing it for WrestleMania or if they were testing it at some point. All right. I think they still want it. I think I. I still think the goal in mind was Hogan and Flair for WrestleMania. Okay. I think. I think. I still have no idea why you wouldn't do that. I don't think any fan knows why you wouldn't do that. All right. So here's a couple of different theories here. So the first theory was they didn't do Hogan and Flair because it didn't draw well on the house show and the live event circuit. I don't know if I believe that. I don't know if I believe that either. Okay. The other theory was they didn't have great chemistry in the ring. Look at Hogan. Why is right. he? He's like all behind him. What is this going I don't know. No, that's okay. I, I that just caught me off guard. No, I get it. I get it. I mean, yeah, it's a little bit. Oh, Mountie! Oh, Understand that as a kid, but as an adult, you're like, yeah. "Whoa!" And we got Mach and Elizabeth. I like that. Yeah, Mach and Elizabeth are gonna close it out. I like that with the nuptials. The napalm nuptials turn to napalm. All right. So the other theory is, is that. The steroid trial was coming up, okay? okay, and they knew that the feds were after them, and they didn't want to put Hogan in a title 
situation against Flair because they felt like Hogan would have had to have gone over over Flair because yeah. you know Hogan's W it's WWF turf, and so they also knew that Hogan was going away for a little bit. So why have Hogan Flair for the title at WrestleMania if Hogan was going to go away? Well, if you know. but at the same time, I feel like they could have pulled off some kind of tournament. Sure, but if you know Hogan's going away, why not do the honors for Flair? Big enough name, as big of a name. During that time, if you closed a WrestleMania with Flair beating Hogan, people would probably have called that the worst decision ever made. I would have rather seen Flair go over Hogan than Warrior. Really? Yes. Look, I'm looking at a WrestleMania poster that is on your wall. Who are the two at the top? They... I don't think they knew which one they wanted to push. Are you talking about the, 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 the yeah, program over there? Right at, Hogan and yeah, Flair. Yeah. yeah, Hogan and Flair at the top. Yeah. I don't know if they knew which one they were on the build. Hogan and Sid or Flair. Which I still don't understand why you would even do Flair. But they were feeling the waters. I saw about the house shows. Do you really believe that? How, I don't know. All right. they came to the If they came to the Hartford Civic Center, you're a kid. Like, come on. How many lawns would you mow to get that ticket? I would mow a shit ton to get that ticket. Oh, yeah. To see Hogan and Flair. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because it's, right. it's a dream match at that yeah. time. It was like, because I go back to like yeah. being a fan. Like, we yeah. would get those the Pro Wrestling Illustrated yeah. magazines. They would yeah. do those dream match scenarios. Yeah. WWF versus NWA. Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair. Yes. Who would win? You know what I mean? Yeah. Now you're going to get to see it on let's, WWF. Let's even personalize that. Okay. We take old school action figures. Who would you put against each other? Oh, for Rick sure. Rick and Hulk. There, yeah, there's a Ric Flair Galoob figure in Absolutely. the case over there. And then I got the Hasbros with the Hulk Absolutely. behind over there. You know what and I mean? And I'm sure any of your listeners who had the toys wanted to see that match too. Yeah. And put you know that I mean? match on too. Hulk, right there. Yeah. Had some you serious know? battles too. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of with you that like I have a hard time buying the idea that, uh, that, uh, that there was no chemistry and that they didn't draw well. I think it was a matter of a couple of different things. I think that Hogan leaving, they didn't want to put the title on him and have him dethrone Flair and then have to go away. Um, I think if they did put the title on him, they could have done a tournament. I don't think they would have gone with Flair putting over, beating Hogan and Hogan putting over Flair, especially if it was unknown that Hogan was going to come back because Hogan was undecided about coming back too. So. So why not end it as, you know, he Flair's the dirtiest player in the game, right? Yeah. So leave it on a DQ. So then if Hogan comes back, you want to see So what do you close that WrestleMania with? A DQ. Hogan and Flair, a DQ at WrestleMania? Hogan and Flair, DQ. Okay. Shake them up. All right. I mean, well, they did it Hogan and Sid, so I guess you could say, yeah, Hogan, Flair, DQ. But, yeah. As we see the, 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 the music video here from Macho Man Miss Elizabeth. They got a long vignette, man. Yeah. Right now I'm in second place. I thought slow and steady wins the oh, race. But I got beat to your heart. <laughs> the hell are we listening to? But no matter how. I'll do respect to the writer, but I'm not feeling this song. Are you? I know it was a different song back then. It wasn't this. What the hell is this song? Oh, God. 
could almost turn it down a little bit. <laughs> it's very loud, don't you think? Oh, now it's loud. Put the volume on the scene. <laughs> the whole show. Oh, jeez. Oh, they are going heavy on watching the list. Weren't they getting divorced at this time? I think they're going through issues or something. I think they had some stuff going on, yeah. Alright, I totally thought that they were really getting married. I didn't know they were married in real life. I'm going to cut this crappy music off here. As Thank we you. This. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. No, um, I think they did have some issues. Um, I, I, I think during this time... She when they when beautiful. they did the, when they did the marriage, I think there was the the wedding angle. There was some issues. I remember watching a Ric Flair shoot interview, and he had said that when they filmed the um, remember the remember the magazine when they had Flair do the pictures with Elizabeth, like yeah. she was mine before she was yours, Randy. Yeah, where like by she's by the pool feeding them the strawberries yeah. and all that stuff. Like that stuff was fantastic. But I remember Flair in a shoot interview said that. Um, that Elizabeth told him when they were filming that stuff, um, she had said that um, Randy and I are going through a rough time right now. Oh, wow. So they were having some trouble in their marriage. And then I remember Flair, <laughs> Flair said in an interview, in that same interview, that he'd worked the, the house show circuit with Macho Man, and they'd get into a rest hold. Like Flair would have him in a headlock from behind. And before they would transition to the next spot one night, Flair said to him, Flair had him in a headlock and said, you know, all those years of, you know, cheap rent-a-cars and Motel 6s and what? For her to take half of your money? And he, oh, God. And, 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 and Savage fucking lost. He's like, what you say, motherfucker? And he like, and they like, oh, and then Flair's like, I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with you. But Flair said that, that, that they, were, they were going through a rough time. During that storyline, uh, the two of them. That's hard. And then man. eventually, you know, not even a year later, they would eventually split up. She would leave him. Um, and there, and there's an urban legend out there. There's a theory out there that uh, Savage um, S- Savage punched out Hogan the night before WrestleMania nine. Bruh. Remember WrestleMania nine yeah. when he had the fucked up eye? Yeah. All right. So Hogan said that's from a jet ski accident. I don't buy it. Savage. There claim. There's claims out there that that was the night. That was the weekend that um. Oh. That um. That Hogan that or that Savage found out that Elizabeth was seeing someone else and she was with Hogan mm. and his wife and he knocked him out and busted his eye and. I don't buy that though. I don't think he did that because well, it Sa- definitely wasn't Savage a jet was all ski Savage was all business though. Yeah, but it definitely was. Savage a jet worked ski with Hogan accident. on numerous occasions. Now they never said who this schlep was here walking down who the alley. Who is this guy? I don't know. I guess he's the best man. The, the, the commentary for this is great. Let's listen to this. Nice though. Macho's kind of looking like little pimpish. 
Cowboy hat and feather. Oh, yeah. Gold and white fringe. She played the part very well. She does. Beats the hell out of me. Beats me. But, uh. I like Matzo's, like, kind of pimping up. Yeah. I mean, cool. he, he made it, I mean, he made it all by himself, you know? But, uh. Th- this was the culmination of, as, for me as a fan, yeah. this was like a big moment because, not just because they were getting married, because you felt like you watched their story unfold in front of your eyes with, you know, how. They were together on TV for a number of years and how he mistreated her. And then he eventually left her when the mega powers exploded with Hogan. And then he went with Sherry and then, you know, his career was over and him and Elizabeth reunited. It was like, it's like everything was coming full circle. You felt like you were a part of their story, sure. which was very cool to be a part. You know, it, it was, it was very cool to, to, to have that as a young fan, you know, cause I had this like love hate relationship with the macho man as much as I loved to watch him because I, I thought he was so cool and flashy, I hated him because of the way he treated Miss Elizabeth okay. for the longest time. And then when he turned on Hogan, I didn't really care for him. But then when he became a good guy with this, I was full board, full on Macho sure. Man. You know what I mean? Like I had a love hate with Macho Man for a long time. And now it's, and now this was like, all right, She's treating Miss Elizabeth the right way. And I had a crush on her as a kid, so. Well, I mean, yeah, we all. We're going to hear the vows? I had a crush on her. Yeah, why not? Why not? All right. Is he going to gonna go, oh, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm going to marry you, and then I'm going to consummate the marriage later, uh-huh. It's right. I'm going to keep the cowboy hat on, too, while we're <laughs> at it, uh-huh. Yep. Oh, yeah. Bobby Heaton. Oh, no. Elizabeth, 
to imitate this man as your lawful wedded husband, to live together in the ordinances and estates of matrimony. Gross Will you love man. him? That'd be hilarious. Comfort him. Now. Honor and keep him in sickness and in health, and forsaking all others, keep him only unto you, so long as you both do live. She looks a little too loud. I will. I will. So far, they got all the right answers. Place the ring on her finger and repeat after me. With this ring, with this ring, I thee wed, I thee wed, with all my worldly goods, with all my worldly goods. Oh, no I one is going to divorce. How do you think that? I thee and thou. I know, right? And there too, and there too, I plight thee, I plight thee, my troth, my troth. Inasmuch as Randy and Elizabeth have consented together in wedlock and have witnessed the same before this company and have thereto pledged each to the other and have so declared by the joining of hands, now I, in accordance with the authority vested in me by the laws of the state of New York, pronounce that you are husband and wife. She didn't say any vows. She didn't. Little telling, huh? Looking back, I didn't know I was good, but. That's right, they drop balloons from the ceiling. I'm sorry? I'm feeling like Mats was way more into this than she was. Oh, he was, for sure. Like, she's, like, not in this at all. Yeah. She's like, I will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will. Oh, yeah, now she, do, now right? she's smiling. Now she got a little wave going. You want to know something interesting? She's something like, oh, his worldly goods with a smile. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, his worldly goods hadn't been performing lately, if you know what I mean. Ooh, <laughs> what you say, uh? 
I'll show you worldly goods. I'll give you an elbow off the top rope if you keep it up. Can you imagine hearing that? Knowing you're going through a divorce and some guys... I don't know if they were going through a divorce at this time. I think they had trouble in their marriage. Yeah, but knowing you got trouble like that, and you hear somebody telling you, you think Vince put him out there and all your worldly goods. You're married. They don't say that. I don't know. I mean, well, I, I mean, everyone's everyone that performs weddings are different. I don't know. This was back in this was thirty all years ago. So your I mean, worldly goods. Yeah. That's intense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's. I don't know, but do you want to know something? The I when we watched this, I I recorded it on on VHS. It cuts off as she's coming down the aisle for the wedding, so I don't get to I don't have the rest of it on tape until we uh, we see here. Um, the end, but yeah, that is the end of our Summer Slam 1991 watch party. 30 years later, Dean, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, man. Hey, it is always great to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, of course, man. I couldn't do this one without you. This one was a special one for me. Um, this is, the, like I said, the first Summer Slam I ever ordered. The first pay per view we watched live together. So uh, yeah, this was. Um, this was definitely long overdue, and I and I was actually going to do it last year, and then you know scheduling with COVID and everything, and then I thought you know why not just do it on the 30th anniversary? So uh, absolutely, yeah, got this it done. Amazing. Appreciate it. Thank you all for tuning in as well, for pressing play, subscribe, and hit the download button, and join us for this SummerSlam 1991 watch party. And with that being said, I think it's about that time that we officially put this show down for the three count. We'll see you all next week.